I hope I hope I am not that fucking off par on this episode. <laughs> we got to be sharp. This is this is going to be huge. Yeah. It's going to be a big big deal. We got a lot of stuff uh, to talk about. We watched uh, 4 hours of an investor presentation. Oh my god. It's not a bird, it's not a plane, it's superhero slay. It's a modern podcast where we talk about everything that's great. Like movies, TV, superheroes. It's superhero slay. Oh yeah. Hello everyone and welcome to Superhero Slate, the show where we run down the latest superhero entertainment news. We love TV, movies, and superheroes, so let's talk it all out. My name is Chris Dillard. And my name is Mike Royer. And this week's investor call gave us plans for Disney. Oh, boy. I mean, that's the biggest understatement <laughs> of the week, Chris. Right. right. Well, we're going to go We're gonna, we're gonna go a little farther. We're going to go Pixar. Okay. Uh-huh. Okay. Uh, we've got, like, at least 10 Star Wars properties to talk about. You want a Star Wars? Here's a Star Wars. We, we had maybe one um, at the start of this week. Uh, now we have 10. Mm-hmm. And Marvel, uh, of oh. all the things, the Marvel panel was probably wow. it's probably the most talked about this week. If you can't tell, Chris and I, we're still in a daze here. <laughs> I mean, like this, I, this it, it, it's it's weird to just call it like an investor call because it yeah. just sounds so boring and so uh, and sounds so laced up and tight knit. This was basically like D three and like two Comic Cons like shoved into one. And I'm not just saying like one Hall H panel. This felt like you were in Hall H for an entire day, not just because of the length but just the quality of the announcements right i mean some people might have some jokes out there about maybe checking out during like the national geographic segment of this uh, investor call but you know i was i that's a pandemic i was sitting at home i had nothing else to do so i i watched the whole thing from start to finish and yeah. man like it was four hours long it was intense it was like you needed to have all your this, drinks and snacks ready if, this is like one of the only times i wish i had a movie theater to myself um, I would just like throw up the Disney pr- presenter call. I'm, I'm, I'm checking into this movie theater because <laughs> it was long. It was long. It, I mean, like I said, I, I told you I, it started when I was driving home from work. Mm-hmm. I was able to go to GameStop and pick up my copy of cyberpunk 2077 while it's playing on my phone, mind you, in my ears. Like I listened to this whole <laughs> thing, uh, watching it, um, um, picking up food on the way home from that. So like this, this was not uh, like, a. Yes, there are some boring parts, like at the beginning, like here's our numbers, here's our growth. At the end, here's our plans. Um, but like this is not just an investor call for people who are giving Disney money more than we are, because Lord knows we are. But um, it, it was it was a nice thing to see how Disney has grown with Disney Plus. Confused the hell out of us by naming their thing Disney Star and in other countries <laughs> that, that that is not America. For other people, that's Hulu for us. And mm-hmm. then um, going on to giving us unprecedented announcements that even didn't even leak this week, Mike. None of these were even leaked. We had no idea any of this was coming. And that's yeah, the best it makes part. Me, it makes me wonder if things are leaking less often just because nobody's in an office. So nobody's like walking by somebody else's monitor and it's like, oh, wait, that's happening. Uh, it was funny. I felt like really naive starting out with this investor call uh, because like I sat down at my computer similar to how I would watch like an Apple keynote, right? You know, I, I throw it up on my second monitor. Uh, you know, I don't even... I don't even go full screen just because, you know, I'm not sure exactly what I'm going to be seeing. And I think I'm going to wrap it up in maybe about an hour. Then it just keeps going and going. There's like a literal intermission. 
that was in this for the investors because yeah. I guess they know the investors. They're probably just all old dudes, you know, with all this money. Oh, yeah. They're just like, oh, I got to go take my pills. Please take a 10-minute break uh, before I give you more money, Disney. Uh, so there was a point in time where I was like, oh, well, I got to airplay this to my TV now. I'm going to go sit down on the couch, you know, yeah. <laughs> which was great because once you got towards the second half of it, and that's where we got all the good, like really, really meat off the bone. So yeah, I, just like you, I was moving around. I was moving around the apartment <laughs> through different segments of the pre- presentation. Yeah, exactly. So like mine, mine started on my car radio, and then I, as soon as I walked in, my wife was watching the um, repeats of the Great British Bake Off Christmas episodes. I'm like, you got to mm. turn it off. <laughs> this is going on the TV. So I airplay it up there, and I'm like, okay, so about six. About the time I'm like, okay, it's been about an hour and a half. We can probably run and grab this game. And then Star Wars came on. I'm like, all right, sit back down. We got another half hour. Uh, and then we, we listened to it in the radio, and I had it on my phone again, and then came back and threw it right back. Like, it was one of those things I couldn't turn away from it, Mike. It was so enthralling yeah. once the meat of this hit. Like, at the beginning, it was just numbers and presentations. Like, you'd hear it a boring report. But then it's like, okay, here's our plans. And you're like, Oh, they're actually going to give us stuff today. Like they're not, they're not holding back. And yeah. it, it was and, a, and in an attempt to not sound too hyperbolic and hype things up, but screw it, I'm going to hype it up. Hype. This, I, I think, is going to be the largest episode of Superhero Slate we've ever done. Mm-hmm. Not just from the amount of stuff that we talk about, not just from the length that we're going to be recording today, but just from the triple A quality of the content that we're going to be talking about. I mean, this these are huge these are huge announcements. These are things that are going to ripple for like months and weeks and years. I mean, this was this was the big deal. I mean, we always talk about like that one Marvel showcase that they did like years back where like Feige rented out like a theater in Hollywood and invited some lucky people yeah. to show up and he showed us like the Phase 2 timeline for the first time, right? And we're just like, "Oh my god, look at all these logos. This is crazy." And it was just all Marvel related. I mean, take that and like multiply it by like every tile that's in Disney Plus, right? You got Star Wars, you got like animation, you got Pixar, you got all these different things. So it was just like four hours. It was insane. Well, all of this, all of this content. And, and let's be perfectly honest. We are not covering everything from this presentation. When I sat down to make these quick show notes yesterday, as I told Mike at the start of the show, um, two hours later, I walked out of my office. So half the time it took them to do the presentation, it took me to do the show notes. But I didn't cover everything. This is stuff that I think is more related to what we would talk about and more more strong. I didn't cover all the Disney stuff or all the Pixar stuff, but there are some some points that I'm going to pull out and we're going to talk about um, yeah. because I think it's important for, for our show. Yeah, we're going to be talking about absolutely everything that you need to know about when it yeah. comes to the superhero landscape, comic books, all of that stuff. Uh, we're not going to be talking about uh, Disney, Pixar's Encanta, even though yeah. I think it's going to be great. All songs by Lin-Manuel Miranda, that'll be awesome. But it's just like, we got to pick and choose. Like, you don't want to be sitting down here for like four more hours for us to talk about yeah. it. You just watch right? the presentation. So I mean, at that there'll, point. there'll be some omissions. And plus, this stuff will all come back up around again. I'm sure when Encanta eventually gets a, gets a trailer, you know, we'll talk about it on the show because mm-hmm. we'll be back to a slightly normal volume of yeah. news. But I mean... I mean, if we if we just had to like 
talk about just the whole presentation in general. I mean, it was so hyped towards the end there, right? Because you're just getting all this news oh. one after another, after another, after another, to the point where I was on the couch now. I was jumping up and down. I mean, this stuff was like, it was <laughs> at, at the risk of sounding like uh, an aged millennial. It was lit, Chris. It was awesome. All I can imagine is that, that, that video of Tom Cruise jumping up on the couch on Oprah. Yeah. And that's you. Like, that's, that's Mike. He's like, yes, I'm and, on. I love it. This is great. Yeah. And and to talk about just the mechanics of the investor call video, the reason the excitement was so feverish was right when they said, okay, here you go. Here's your teaser trailer for Falcon and the Winter Soldier. You didn't know for a split second whether you were going to be able to see it, right? (laughs) Is this going to be for the investors or is this going to be for the internet at large? So when they started showing it, when when I didn't see the countdown timer, which is what they were showing when you weren't allowed to see stuff, like the Obi-Wan trailer, you weren't allowed to see that. So I was like, the fact that I got to see... All of the, we got to see all of the Marvel stuff. That's kind of really what made me excited. What? Just like hell yeah, I don't have to wait. I can watch this right now. This is awesome. So I, I it was just it was nice to feel like a, a a kid. It was nice to feel like a nerd again. It was nice to feel like I wasn't just stuck in a pandemic waiting. <laughs> for something exciting to happen because, you know, I feel very lucky uh, that uh, I have the ability to work from home. I don't have to worry so much about uh, finances during this pandemic. You know, we've been very, very safe. You know, we luckily have not lost anyone close to us thanks thanks to this. So all things considered, I'm very, very lucky, but there's just not a whole lot happening, you know, outside of that, right? You just, it's day by day, same stuff, you know? So the fact that we just got this really exciting day was really fun for me well and and the, the the hardest part about this is people ask me when you do the show what i mean what's the worst part the worst part is there are literally no surprises anymore right when we do the news and have to report on this we we get into those nooks and crannies i sometimes go a little farther than we put on the show um just just so i can have the news and the report so sometimes we don't get surprises and mm-hmm. to have a full section of surprises <laughs> is a whole several hours is 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 something we've not had in a long time. And that's mm-hmm. where I'm embracing this. I'm like, yes, hit me with the stuff I never would have dreamed of. Sure, in my mind, I probably built out some fan fantasies where these existed, but like never would I have think some of this would come to fruition along the way. And and, mm-hmm. and here we are, um, able to do that, um, to to have some shocks and be like, yes please thank you and on the flip side of that is what i love about this presentation is only maybe like a handful of things maybe 10 percent of this stuff dips into the year 2023 the rest of this is 2021 and 2022 stuff which means not only are we looking at most of this very soon um but we're gonna have again probably more review episodes than we've ever had in our lives uh, in the next two to three years, uh, which is great. That's great. I love doing this show. I love talking about this stuff. So I was just impressed at the, um, not urgency, but how soon they're able to, to like, this stuff is yeah. coming now, not in five years. Like here it is. It's, go. It's, it's full steam ahead. Um, and it really goes to show you, uh, you know, it's since it is an investor call, they're really trying to convince them that their money is should be should be with them. But it's obvious that Disney is here for the for the long term, right? They're building these franchises. There are going to be sequels, prequels, trilogies, uh, fourth movies uh, of all of this stuff. They're building franchises, multiple seasons of all these shows. 
They're looking so far past the pandemic. That was the big takeaway I think I took from this investor call that like, you know, HBO Max is, you know, out there throwing bombs. Oh, we're going to drop all of our movies day and date next year. You can watch all this stuff from your own home. It's amazing. This is next level. No one's ever done this before. Oh, you're called. It's like your move Disney and Disney shows up as just like. Um, okay, we know the pandemic's bad, but there's going to be a vaccine and, you know, hopefully we'll be back to normal within the next year because we got like 20 years of content. We got like a 20 year roadmap for Disney plus. We have all of this stuff that's going to, that's going to like fold out into all of these different avenues. It's just like 2021 is like, is like, so last year already to them. Right. You know, they've are, they already have this crazy game plan just ready to go. That it's just like, yeah, people are going to be going back to the theaters. We're going to be making billions of dollars off the next Avengers movie. Whenever that comes out, you know, we got Patty Jenkins out here making stuff for us. We stole her away from you guys. So it's just, it's crazy. And like, like it makes me feel, it makes me feel good, which always makes me feel bad (laughs) on the same side, because I feel like I'm talking about candy sugar. That's rotting my teeth you know disney this big giant corporation and i'm just like bowing down to them but it's just like uh, if they're giving me stuff that i like you know i'm just gonna let my i'm gonna allow myself to be happy at least for like at least for a moment here yeah. right we'll, so we'll, it's just we'll take it and, so and, much fun yeah it, 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 it is it is fun and there, there may be stuff that shifts and moves around but you know it doesn't matter because they've committed to making these at this point right mm-hmm. like they've told the investors guess what this is what we're doing here's where your money's going Let's uh, let's let's rock out. It sh- it shows us that there is a world out there that we'll be returning to, right? With the big screen, with the theaters, and then Disney Plus, you know, at home is also going to be there. So it's like we're not always going to be locked down like this. So we'll get back to a normal life sooner or later, and then we can just go back to being the nerds that we love, where it's our choice to stay at home and not yeah. just uh, forced upon us. So that's my long-winded way of just saying Thursday was really special. I had a lot of fun, and now I'm really excited to talk about all this stuff on the and, show. And it was great because it reminded me of Comic-Con 2019, Mike, because we didn't oh, get to be yeah. there in person, but we're all refreshing our feeds, watching this video, <laughs> tweeting each other, like texting each other together, right? Like it was like... We could have been in the same room and the energy was still there. Like it was beautiful. So, yeah, I mean, the news was like so fast. Like I couldn't even comment specifically on what was coming, coming out of Kevin Feige's mouth. I was just going, what is happening? Yeah. What is going on? Ah, uh, like it was just, it was so much fun. It's it was great. It was awesome. I, I, I really love it. So let's go ahead. I, go ahead. I have nostalgia. I have nostalgia for Thursday already. Is what yeah, exactly. Like. Yeah. <laughs> well, that, that, that's, a, that's now like a, a tent post for 2020. Like, yeah. Do you have any good times this year? Well, there was one Thursday late in December, <laughs> uh, that really, really stood out to us. So let's go ahead and jump into this. Mike, you, you made a, uh, a nineties kid dream gingerbread house. <laughs> um, yeah. To total, to totally just like shift these gears. Yeah. Before we just like run into the news for this week, we, we did, we did some stuff on our own in the real world. Uh, the wife and I did some rigorous planning we made some pretty baller gingerbread houses, if I do have to say so myself. So if you're not following me on uh, Instagram or Twitter at Mike Royer Design, head on over there now. You can check out my gingerbread house, my wife's gingerbread house, because we were like, if we're going to do this, we're going to go all out. And you know what? We never eat these gingerbread houses to begin with. I don't know if you ever ate the gingerbread houses when you were a kid, but I only ever ate them as if I was desperate. You know, all the Christmas cookies were gone. There's no more snacks in the house. You know, you're in between grocery shopping visits and then all of the gumdrops on the gingerbread house are starting to look appealing, even though they've been sitting out for weeks. So 
we made the we made the executive decision that these weren't going to be eaten, which makes things so much easier, right? You don't have to worry about flavorings or extracts or anything like that. You don't have to worry about texture. You're just like, you just were making construction grade equipment, right? I'm making construction grade gingerbread. Uh, I'm making like super thick and gluey uh, icing to put all this stuff together. Uh, it makes everything so much easier so you can concentrate on design. So I made the house from Invader Zim. I made Invader Zim's like nice little house. It was a little difficult to get together because the 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 slopes of it are not good for gravity. So I had to make like this little uh, Lego scaffolding while it dried, which was fun. Legos almost feel like cheating, but like I have them, so I'm going to use them, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and we made these isomalt windows where you kind of melt the sugar to make the windows. Uh, my wife made the Rosebud Motel from Schitt's Creek, which was really cool, much larger in scale than mine. And she, I like, I really liked hers because she freestyled hers a little bit more, whereas like I, I was way too much in my own brain. So they both turned out really, really great, but they kind of have all... They had these both these different feels to them. So uh, and an extra level too is is if you can put your gingerbread house on some sort of foam core or cardboard, you can cut a hole underneath it and you can kind of feed these like new fancy tiny LED Christmas lights inside, and you can your fucking house can glow. Man, I'm already swearing at the top of the show. I'm so excited. Yeah, you're excited. Uh, <laughs> Have you eaten this house yet? No, I, and I'm not going to eat it. It, okay. it is technically all edible, except for maybe one or two elements. It, it None of it's going to taste good, but it's all edible, except for I had to use like Sharpie once or twice to like put in some finer details. And I didn't want to make any more frosting or icing because you have to have at least one egg white in there. And it's just like, I, I just need like a teaspoon of frosting. I'm not going to throw out an entire egg white, you know, just to make this. So uh, I'm confident that a grown person could eat could eat this thing and they would not get sick, it, yeah. you know, it, barring for, you know, lots of sugar. But that's what we did. Uh, so you can head on over uh, and check my stuff out online. I think it turned out pretty well. I like it. Did. It did. It's very nice. Yeah, I mean, when you're like, we use isomalt, I'm like, ooh, Mike's been watching his great British bake off (laughs) damn straight Uh, damn straight (laughs) because you need that ice malt um the other thing i've I've, um on the flip side of that in in terms of the holiday spirit mike i turned on the 1960s uh how the grinch stole christmas the fun 30 minute animated show right that you know that that proves that christmas isn't the problem people at christmas are the problem so um (laughs) what's cool about this i actually have this on a vinyl record and it's a neon green vinyl record, and it plays the whole thing as well. So um, I, I just I just love this old classic. Now people may be like, "Well, the Jim Carrey one." I'm like, "Yeah, it's fine. It's great. They're different movies. You can watch them both." But <laughs> I just love the original "How the Grinch Stole Christmas" um, with Boris Karloff as the Grinch and the narrator. Just really hits home to me growing up. That was like we didn't do gingerbread houses. We didn't do a lot of Christmas decorations with my family. Um, but that movie will always be what I associate probably most with Christmas next to Christmas vacation, which is a whole different beast in and of itself for that. Um, but I do have a gingerbread house I'm making this week, Mike, and I'm going to, I'm going to show you what it looks like later. It's going to be, it's going to be a good time. Really fit to the zeitgeist of nerd culture. I think (laughs) zeitgeist. That's what I love to hear. Yeah. Zeitgeist. All right. So we're going to start with our only bit of news that is not related to Thursday. (laughs) And, um, we're going to put this at the top show. Cause I put it at the end of the show, it would just take the steam out of everything we did. Right. Mm -hmm. So Batman V Superman. (laughs) Yeah. You thought we were done with this top in the show with Zack Snyder. Zack Snyder says (laughs) a remastered version of Batman V Superman in IMAX ratio is coming. No, Snyder, I don't care. Okay, this is me 
uh, walking up symbolically to the first segment of the show. I'm, I'm picking up with my hand and I'm dropping it and I'm kicking it like a football, like all the way down, like the the best uh, the best kicker in the league. I just launched this thing out of the stadium because Zack Snyder, I'm done with your Batman versus Superman. I already give you, I already gave you extra money to see that extended cut, which yeah. barely made it any better. So sorry, you're being rocketed out of the stadium, just like Team Rocket blasting off again. Yeah. You're out of here. I got no more commentary for you. <laughs> Third time is not the charm for this movie, especially. I mean, I get the IMAX ratio thing, but why didn't you just do that to begin with? I don't know, but like, I don't need to watch a third IMAX ratio. It's not going to change my opinion on the film at the end of the day, right? If you see more of it. So this is like Snyder coming to your house and knocking on the door when you got all of this, you got a crazy party going on inside, right? I got Feige. I got Iger over here. They're telling me all this super fun stuff. This is a great dinner party. You weren't invited, buddy. Come back another time. Maybe we can talk and we'll, well, maybe we can really sit and, down and have a good time. And, and no offense, but it reminds me of, of possibly the door to door salesman or religious people. Um, we're having a good time. We're celebrating something else, right? He's like, Hey, have you heard about our Lord and Savior Zack Snyder? He's here to save the DC universe yet again. Um, <laughs> With a third version Batman of Batman v, versus, uh, Batman v Superman. He swears v3. this version. It's kind of like when they're always predicting when the world runs. Like, oh, no, no, I had it wrong last time. I, I, I did the numbers. I ran the numbers again. Oh, no, the, the IMAX version is the one that's actually going to that's actually gonna make people yeah. like it. Yeah, right. And, and, and guess what? You cannot watch this one on your regular TV at home on HBO Max. You'll have to buy it separately. Um, whenever <laughs> we come out with um, the our, our Justice League version 2, which will eventually probably get an IMAX ratio version V3 as well. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> recolored, black and white. Oh, um, boy. It's it's basically, it's Zack Snyder tax, right? If you're a fan of Zack Snyder's um, just superhero world, this is just a tax you have to pay. You know, yeah. if, you, if you really want to be a fan, you got to buy this. So. Uh, in, in the words Sorry. of Always Sunny, you got to pay that troll toll. To inside <laughs> that boy soul. So, <laughs> either way. All right. Always so, sunny. Oh, I mean, since we're talking about the Disney investor call, always sunny renewed for four more seasons. Four more years. On the Disney four investor call. Yeah. <laughs> well, so, so that's the thing. So let's let's jump in. The Disney investor call is, is really the highlight of our stuff. We've talked about it. We've hyped it up so much at the top of the show. Now we've got to get into it. So, one of the things the, they said this is lots of plans for the next two years of Disney. And Disney recently purchased Fox. Mm-hmm. Under Fox comes FX, um, 20th Century Searchlight Photos, and 20th Century Studios, right? So mm-hmm. anything that used to be Fox now falls under this. So some of the stuff we're going to hit at the top of this used to be Fox properties, and now they're not. Uh, mm-hmm. or they, they are, but they're Disney properties. So what we're going to do is kind of talk about that. Um, one of the biggest things I think they were very, very puffing their chest about on this, this show, Mike. Um, hey, investors, guess what? Uh, their five-year plan for Disney+, Plus, they've reached it within the first year. Um, which was wild. Um, yeah. Um, again, we know Disney Plus was going to be fancy. It's going to be popular. People are going to love it. Um, but like you know, to meet your five-year estimated growth in one year, you either sold yourself short and you knew it, or you've been offering a lot of good content lately. And I, 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 I think the addition of Hamilton in the middle of the year um, mm-hmm. brought on a lot of people who didn't fully commit. And then um, I believe. What else has been added other than the Mandalorian coming back and the Mandalorian? I think those are like the two biggest things this year, right? That have well, been it makes Plus. you it makes you wonder if you could possibly run like an A B test on the year twenty twenty, right? Would these numbers be the same without the pandemic? Mm-hmm. You know, with a lot of people being stuck at home trying to entertain kids. I mean, kids stuck at home, the perfect streaming service for them, yeah. right? Is Disney with their back catalog of uh, kid friendly stuff? Everything's safe. Mm-hmm. 
So, yeah, I mean, and then, the, well, yeah, so I think there's just a lot of uh, uh, plug and play. Uh, my wife um, defaults to it naturally in our house. Mm. Uh, I tend to default to HBO Max right now um, as I kind of work. Again, I like my background noise is a regular show, if you haven't watched uh-huh. it. Uh, I watched I'll- I like this. I, I like this idea of defaulting to a streaming service. I've never really thought about that before, but it's true. I would say we probably default to Hulu over here just because, you know, usually I feel like the content that we're watching, you know, episodically is over there. Yeah. And especially during the holidays, sometimes we just want to watch some sort of random Christmas competition show. And I feel like that's over there on, on Hulu, but I don't know if you, if they get their act together and if HBO max shows, shows up on Roku, maybe that'll be my default eventually. Yeah. Um, I, and I was just going to do a a, a plug up for the, uh, one of the, I think season four Christmas episode of a regular show. It ties in Lord of the Rings with, um, (laughs) Indiana Jones and like the end of the plot. And it's, it's actually pretty on par. It's pretty good, so uh, I, I recommend <laughs> that. Um, but yeah, so Disney Plus five years ago. I mean, who 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 didn't think Disney Plus would be successful, right? So, no real surprise there. Um, they will be doing a price increase by what one dollar um, in March of twenty twenty one for the monthly people. But uh, I believe you can pre order a year still, maybe. I don't know. I don't know if they have any long term plans or if they yeah. want you to do monthly. But yeah, Chris and I pre ordered. We got yeah. three years ahead of time, so yeah. we'll, we're saving a little extra money on top and, of that. And, but but at the same time, when people, I mean, you you talked about this. You know, when somebody is not opposed to raising their price, right? You know, what does that mean? They said this at the top of the show before they even told us the content that was coming, and mm-hmm. I'm like, that's a little souring. But then I'm like, look at all this stuff coming. Maybe a dollar is really not too bad of a of a price increase if I was paying monthly. Well, yeah, uh, and honestly, people aren't going to be really scrutinizing uh, the price until it starts to match another streaming service out yeah. there, right? So, like, what is Netflix at twelve or thirteen bucks right now? Yeah, I well, think I know, it went up well, recently. Yeah, they're going up, so they're really not going to get those really solid side eyes until they're starting to equate to another streaming service, right? Because honestly, they still it still feels like a budget right now. This almost this feels like a bolt-on add-on, right? When you open up Amazon Prime, they're just like, oh, add Showtime on for you know x x number of dollars a month. That's kind of what Disney kind of feels like right now, which is weird. That seems like they're almost underpriced, which could come back around to how they got so many subscribers so quickly. Yeah, and the other thing is, you know, we talk about Netflix being at, at, at it's thirteen ninety nine. However, Disney Plus is more comparable to their seventeen ninety nine plan because you already get four K and more devices on Disney than you do on the standard plan of Netflix. Also, also there's like a bundle now where you can get like Hulu with no ads and ESPN yep. Plus. So I might be able to save money actually because if I find out how I technically take my standalone Hulu subscription and fold it into my Disney Plus subscription, yeah. I don't know if I have to wait for my my pre-purchased like three years of Disney to, to like end or whatever. But, I think, I think know, they cut you. Up, I think they cut you a deal. Uh, I've looked into yeah. that. So yeah. Yeah. I think that'll end up uh, saving me money. Yeah. So either, either way, uh, the prices are changing. Yeah. There is some fluctuation, but it, it's not reached a threshold for me to right. bat an eye well, at yet. And, and I just want to, I just want to make that distinction because you know, people are like, well, Netflix is only $14. no, the comparable plan is Netflix at eighteen dollars, which is ridiculous to me. I mean, that's that's more expensive than HBO Max at this point. So, mm-hmm. um, what do you what do you do? I don't I don't know. So those that's just something to think about. So, um, but I think I think the the number stuff we're going to talk about actually um, kind of plays into it a little better. So, 
Um, let's jump into some of the news. At the top of the show, they gave us the Fox News, right? The the, mm-hmm. the stuff from the old, the 20th century studios. And the first one is, is Kingsman. Whether you love or hate the the second one, people agree that the franchise is, is, is good. The first one, everybody enjoys. Mm-hmm. Um, and they've moved up the Kingsman from September to March 12th of this year. So um, they, they seem to be putting it in theaters. Now we're going to talk about some of the, one of the upcoming movies is going straight or not straight. We'll have the option for theaters and premium access, mm-hmm. but they, that's the only movie they mention that with. Do you now, my question is some of these other movies, do you think they will get the option early on? I don't think Kingsman's going to Disney plus by the way, but like, do you think there might be a way to purchase this earlier as well? Um, well, well, I guess that. it depends. I don't know if Hulu, ha- I, I've never seen any sort of option within Hulu to like buy a la carte, right? You mm-hmm. know, obviously they could add it. They did it for Disney plus that didn't exist before, but then it did when Mulan came out. But yeah, I agree. The Kingsman seems like it's perfectly slated for uh, Hulu. And if they're saying it's going to come out in March and they've just changed it, like with all the information we have within the last week of the coronavirus, I, I mean, the United States is not going to be fully open back up to go and see the Kingsman. Yeah. So uh, I guess maybe other parts of the world, you know, the international box office might be able to prop up the Kingsman. But it seems like if they're really sold on this March date, we might be able to watch this maybe day and day on Hulu. Well, I mean, it's not, it's a different, I mean, I know it's all, it's all with under Disney, but you know, Hulu does seem like a separate platform. So if yeah. they did, if they, if we're going by like the, 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 the legal language and they said, you know, um, Raya and the last dragon will be the first premier access Disney plus day and date movie. They're using all Disney plus language, right? You know, Kingsman yeah. could drop on March day well, and date and be like, well, that was, that was Hulu. That's different. Well, know? here's the, I don't think it'll be day and date Hulu. I'm thinking more video on demand pay like iTunes or Amazon stores. Oh yeah. Well, I like, guess that's like, a possibility. Like that's what bloodshot did, right? Like a week later they yeah. were like, okay, now you can just go buy it for like 20 bucks instead of, of a movie ticket, which I would be totally okay with. Like, I'd be like, yeah, let's throw it on iTunes. I'll buy it um, and, and watch it. Or if they want to do rentals, I don't, I don't know what that, the, the system looks like yet for that. But um, I, I think March 12th is, this movie was supposed to be like September of this year. So I, I think it's mm-hmm. done. We're just waiting on it now, but you know, moving it from September of this year up to March, that's, that's a bold move. And you're going to have, I think you're going to have to have an option to get it sooner than later. Yep. Um, if, but I think international markets is what, what they're looking at here. Ryan Reynolds movie free guy has also got a new release date. It was previously December of this year. Then undated is moving to May 21st of 2021. Um, I be- correct me if I'm wrong. Free guy is, um, is that rated R? I believe I'm not, I'm not a hundred percent sure, uh, but that May 21st date does get a little closer to that kind of nebulous June month that the United States has given uh, for when everybody can get the vaccine for the coronavirus. So if they're saying that there will be a certain number of the population that will already have it, you know, by June, I mean, May, we might start looking into possibly a more normal movie theater going environment. Uh Uh, come May. Uh, so yeah, they might be able to get some box office dollars, uh, at that time. And since it's the end of May also, but I still expect all of these dates to still be in flux as well. You know, the, the, the logistics of moving this vaccine around the world is insane. So things will get delayed. A hundred percent. I mean, I, I don't know if these are, these aren't set in stone as, as they ever are, but, mm-hmm. um, free guy being a Ryan Reynolds, um, Taika Waititi, 
movie. You're it's a comedy. It's they don't have a rating yet. I can't find one, but I imagine this being a very very big draw uh, using Ryan Reynolds' name. So mm-hmm. um, May twenty first, twenty twenty one. Hopefully, we'll get to see it. Uh, one of the surprise announcements with footage that we did not get to see, Mike. This is one of the panels we didn't get to watch. Um, was an Alien TV show uh, based on this, the movie series Alien from Noah Hawley, uh, the director uh, and creator of Legion for FX. This was this was so exciting. This was like the first time that my ears like really peaked up. Like, oh, they're announcing stuff today. I mean, Noah Hawley, not just from Legion, but also he kind of really broke out in his career with uh, Fargo. I don't believe he show runs that uh, show anymore. I'm sure he's a producer on it in some capacity. But yeah, this dude's like Emmy award winning. Went on, he made Legion. I'm sure he's already working on movie projects if he hasn't he, he uh he, he was he was booked to do the doctor doom movie with fox before yep. it was purchased yep that's right so uh, what i'm saying like this guy is like type top talent he makes really really good stuff so the fact that they're going to make an alien tv series uh for fx is great now this uh, i'd have to go back and look at the specific language but the the guy uh i can't remember ridley his scott name. is who you're well not him the oh. the lead the lead of uh the lead guy over at at, at, at fx he's kind of like their bob Iger. Or oh yeah uh, landgraf yeah landgraf he was saying that like fx is going to be start is going to start producing stuff specifically for hulu mm-hmm. so i don't know if it's going to end up airing on fx or if it'll have the fx logo but it'll be exclusive to hulu and it sounds like this could be one of them just because i'm thinking alien that gets pretty graphic i'm sure there'll be lots of intense stuff happening in it it might not be okay for cable if they want to go the extra mile so if this is hulu only that's good news as well uh so i'm really i love the alien universe even though a lot of the franchise has let me down in quality, it's really just those first two movies. And I think the alien isolation video game is pretty cool. Mm-hmm. I've never played it, but I've watched a lot of streamers play it and it has a really cool tone and vibe to it. So the universe of alien is really, really cool. Just Ridley Scott is just all over the place. So I know he's involved with it, but Noah Hawley is a really, really smart guy. So I'm hoping that well, he can kind of just uh, really have a creative vision and he won't be steamrolled by Ridley. Well, Ridley's not actually not attached yet um believe it or not this is one of the the few things where they're still talking to him about being an executive producer but they've not committed him uh to it yet because he says he's still working on the third covenant movie or whatever uh, n- knock it off dude well it, it's fine it's it's it's, it's we're not precious on the alien franchise i think but they did specifically mention that they will take the horror of the original movie and this action from james cameron's movie and kind of merge them together into the series so yeah. taking those the of course they dropped the best two in the whole name dropped the best two in the whole franchise here but i mean <laughs> um Noah holly again um he's he's working on series i'm really surprised they haven't given him a full movie to work on yet but like if he wants to do this alien series i mean give it to him let's let's see where he goes with yeah. this also, I should say the third Alien movie is really not that bad. Uh, I don't really know the difference between the two cuts. I think I've o- I've only seen the director's cut, but I I, I like the third. I, Alien well, movie. I will tell you, I don't mind Prometheus um, probably as much as most other people. Alien Covenant sounds good, but I love that that really Scott sticks with the the design of the alien the in in the world that this world is in this universe is very tried and true it, it looks beautiful whether you agree with the plot and how it plays off different story but they always nail the aesthetic of an alien yeah. universe I, I love how his alien universe is just wet yeah. <laughs> everything's always wet wet and phallic if you will uh i mean it's it's definitely um the what hr geiger was the design yeah. work for that so like uh there's like a game coming out that's based on hr geiger stuff that's not alien um for next gen consoles. so um maybe maybe tie it into there 
Uh, big news. Uh, people are excited. We've been waiting for this for a while. The next Indiana Jones movie, Indiana Jones 5, uh, will be directed, of course, by James Mangold, known for working on Logan uh, and other uh, movies. And apparently this will be, uh, obviously, probably, will conclude Indiana's story um, because Harrison Ford's coming back, and I don't know if he's going to do any more after this. So... Uh, that's fine, right? I mean, yeah, I, w- I was paying attention to a lot of the language that they were using because at first they said, oh, this will finally wrap up the Indiana Jones story. And, but then they said, oh, this will conclude Indy. This will yeah. conclude the life of Indy. I was just like, oh, okay. They're, they're saying, they're basically saying what's not between the lines of like, oh, we're probably also going to introduce a new adventure or two mm-hmm. and we're going to be sticking with them moving forward oh. <laughs> because it is weird. Like Disney doesn't just do one off stuff anymore. Like they're going to be trying to reboot or bring somebody in to continue the mantle in some aspect i tell you what they do let them finish indie story modernize it i mean oh you don't have to i I say don't put another character in to do it i think it's fine i mean the do you did you ever watch the young indiana jones chronicles from the 90s no i did not okay well those were fun i mean they're not the best but those were fun from the 90s they were kind of educational like pieces around i mean i'd watch a young indiana jones movie um, so what well, you're trying to say, you futurize it. So it's like the year 2022, this new adventure like stumbles across like a, an estate sale. And it's actually yeah. like all of indie stuff. You know, he died a while ago, but now all of his stuff is getting sold yeah. off and he's like getting all these. Yeah, that could be, that could be fun. There's, there's an angle there or, for sure. Or kind of, I mean, again, I, I, I'm leaning into the last crusade a little bit here. Um, but like India, Indy's journal of the stuff he never finished. Um, mm. and, and that, that's that's really funny because like that is a that's loosely a plot in one of the Uncharted games. exactly. I don't remember what, <laughs> I don't remember what Uncharted game it was, but uh, yeah, there's there's adventure. There's still adventure to be had. Yeah, exactly. And and honestly, I mean, it's it's a better it's the best national treasure, right? Like national treasure was a ripoff of this, so let's <laughs> let's keep going with it. Um, we can jump gears a little bit. Let's jump into Disney's wheelhouse, right? This is where I thought this was probably some of the most fun news. Um, a live action. Uh, mix hybrid action, live action, Chip and Dale rescue Rangers. Movie. Oh my god! This, this was the last thing I was expecting, right? Chip and Dale. I haven't yeah. seen them forever, but they were my friends when I got home off the school bus, yeah. right? Did this you was, ever play this... the video games for Nintendo? Uh, Super I, Nintendo? I vaguely remember the yeah, video I, games. I rented the shit out of those. I never owned them, but I rented <laughs> them. So yeah, yeah. Chip and Dale was from the era of Disney Animation, where once they got one idea that worked even a little bit, they commissioned like sixty-five episodes. And I know it's sixty-five episodes because since we didn't get to see the clip for this one, they did a little Q and A like during the for the normies like us at home watching, and they produced sixty-five episodes of Chip and Dale. But I tell you what, they produced those all at once they did these big full orders so they made yeah. sure that there was always something on every day of the week when kids got home from school so chippendales was was uh, chippendale well, sorry not chippendales i think isn't that the strip club place yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> i only know it from the snl uh thing with chris farley where he's dancing for it but but what's interesting is chippendale have always been in the disney wheelhouse since the 40s right they were two little you know crazy chipmunk characters kind of like a burt and ernie right like One's a up, one's a the the black nose uptight one. The other one's a big red nose goofy one, right? So like mm-hmm. Pinky and the Brain esque even. But then they took them and put them in their own show. So they already took these existing Disney characters and put them in their own show, where they were literally, um, literally rescue rangers, where they were like kind of like uh, detectives, right? Like going out and they had their other little psyches. I always remember Monterey Mouse, 
right? Like he loves cheese. Like so much his eyes go spinning <laughs> crazy. So I want to see that. But I think it's really fun. John Mulaney uh, will be playing Chip and Andy Samberg will be playing Dale. And uh, great. that's awesome. Great These casting. Are great actors. Great. Yeah. And I and I think they also said that kind of the 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 plot the story here was going to be like the rescue rangers were going to be getting some other cartoons out of some hairy situations mm-hmm. because they're like in the they're cartoons but in a live action world so they might need some help adjusting or something like that I don't remember the exact uh, shtick but I was like I'm on board for this this sounds fun yeah and I believe um, correct me if I'm wrong it's going straight to to Disney Plus um, yeah I think so yeah I believe this was within the Disney Plus only section of these announcements yeah 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 exactly because some of these are, are very vague on where they're going to be but i'm just kind of looking yeah it will be released on disney plus so um i'm excited for this this sounds really really fun um and and uh yeah let's si- sign us up for for some 90s cartoon nostalgia there um mm-hmm. next we're gonna get live action versions of the gummy bears right <laughs> bouncing here and there and everywhere all right. Um, other more recent, probably in the last ten years, uh, a little maybe eleven years, Disney series got some surprise announcements here, Mike. Mm-hmm. Um, we get a uh, my uh, well, not my hero academia, Jesus. Um, <laughs> what am I thinking of here? Um, Big my Hero, hero six. six. Big Hero, Big hero six. six. I said my hero. Yeah, exactly. That's where I did it. Uh, Big <laughs> Hero Six spinoff uh, called Baymax, and it looks to be Baymax going around the the city of San Francisco. Uh, helping people out with his special powers, and apparently he gets some new way to travel around really quickly, according to the the creator. Yeah, as, as far as I can tell, so we, we have. Four, I'm just going to rattle off the four yeah. things here real quick because I just need to know the variations of because we got Baymax, yep. Zootopia Plus, uh, Tiana, and, and then Moana. Now Zootopia Plus, that's going to be the only ones that is that's shorts, right? I believe the other three are supposed to be full length series. Well, Zootopia is so. going to be a series, but it's going to have like multiple sections per show, like old, well, old but, cartoons used to do. But it was like shorts. It, it, the way they were describing Zootopia Plus to me it was like it was like little pops. It was like little shorts. Like, oh, here's like a a little like six minute episode of what the sloth is doing, you know, on his day but, off or something like that. But but it, it, it's like a, a twenty one minutes. But there's like a six minute for the sloth, yeah. a six minute for the mice, I think, or whatever, and then six minutes for somebody yeah. the what's it, yeah, the lions. But, and they specifically they specifically mention just three of them, so I feel like that's just going to be like a short thing, and they, they'll make more of those and maybe release them. But if Baymax is going to be a series, yeah. I thought that was pretty funny because that's really undercutting. Like, well, you guys already made a series, like it's a two D animated series that does pick up right where the movie left off, which I thought was pretty funny because they said, oh, the Baymax series is going to pick up right where we left off from the movies. So it was just like, oh, I bet all those people that are working on the animated show are just like, damn, all the work that we did. Well, oh, well. I, I, th- but, I know, don't think they cross. I, I think they can exist separately. I mean, this is just literally a story about Baymax using his powers to help people. So, I mean, I, I think that'll be fine. Um, the, mm-hmm. uh, the other two, I think, are very interesting um, because normally uh, in... The, like the 90s right if you were a disney princess or or something mm-hmm. uh, thing you would get a sequel movie straight to video yeah um, and now you're getting a series straight to disney plus tiana is getting one about her life owning a restaurant um or, or and, and also going back to her husband's home country which we never got to visit in the yeah movie. i believe i believe they described it as like what's it like to be a princess after your journey is over like yeah what is it like to rule your quote-unquote kingdom yeah so that'll be interesting and from the concept art that they showed it looks like this is going to be 2d 
which that's a big deal. I mean, like 2D animation, like high mm. quality. Uh, that's, you know, that's kind of been on the well, outs for a while. I mean, we're going to be talking about some other animated stuff this um this uh this show but it's all like cg animated right because it's a it's a little bit more flexible it's a little cheaper and you can make it more here domestically in the united states so if uh, tiana ends up being like truly 2d animation i'm pretty excited for that here's the uh, so the stuff they showed was actually from the movie there's no concept art out yet for this but tiana was the last hand-drawn disney movie ever released Mm -hmm. so i would say if they do they would probably keep that to the style of the movie mm-hmm. which i agree would be the 2d animation which would be fantastic to watch all, all we have right now is the title card um so that's that's interesting i'm i'm, I'm interested to kind of see what they do with this one um mm-hmm. uh funny story that's actually the first disney movie i ever saw with my wife and but we were just friends back then we didn't we weren't dating or anything like that so just friends yep um the other one is the moana movie is getting a continuation um and the that movie ended they were going from island to island um exploring like her ancestors did before right so are we going to get maui is the rock going to return for this is it going to be just moana learning about new lands what's this one going to be about yeah i would say this this one's almost that this is the biggest of the four right you yeah. know this was a standout movie the songs from lynn manuel i mean dwayne the rock johnson was yeah. in i mean this was a big deal when this movie came out because it was one of the it was one of the first uh new disney animated studio um films like i i think uh wreck it ralph came out just before it and maybe there's one other one that i uh, I'm not thinking of, but this was early in the times for Disney animation kind of rebooting their studio. So this was a big knockout success. It really proved uh, what they were doing could really hold true. The first di- like new Disney princess that we had in a while. So the fact that this is getting a series, I always think of I always think of budget in my head, right? When you move something to series from a film. And CG takes a, a while to make uh, and polish, so that I, I just like that there's going to be so much work and love put into yeah. this, and we get it episodically. You know, they showed briefly in the movie this underground world with uh, Tomatoa and like all the shiny yeah. stuff and all the creatures. I'm looking forward to seeing some more of those creatures. That'll be really fun. I'm curious what characters are going to return, right? I feel like Moana has to return. Like, it's got to be her show, right? Yeah. Uh, I, wouldn't ex- I, I wouldn't necessarily expect... Um, uh, Dwayne The Rock Johnson to return. I'm not saying that Disney Plus couldn't afford him because they're making some pretty premium stuff. But um, yeah, I think at least yeah. we'll get Moana well, back. Moana is actually one of the newer ones. It's only four years old um, compared mm-hmm. to some of the other stuff, which is cool. So, I mean, I'm really surprised they didn't try to drop in. Like, I thought they were, might do like a Tangled show. Uh, I know they did the animated show for that too, but like seeing how they always do like the Disney shorts with involving around like the their their wedding and all the other goofy they're gonna, stuff they're gonna bring them all together in a in like a, a defender style team up yeah that'll that'll be the announcement next year yeah so yeah I mean that's that's great and then um yeah I think these are four interesting shows definitely diverse shows right like mm-hmm. none of these I think we're gonna have any overlap um but you know what is really weird uh considering they talked about all of this stuff we we didn't get any update on um on that monsters TV show right. Uh, I don't think I saw a single title no. card of that Monsters Inc. TV show, so I don't know what's happening there. When we're supposed to get that, but because the last we checked, that was the that was the was first like the thing first they ever announced. announced. Yeah, yeah. And so I, I, that's interesting. Exactly, <laughs> and that's the one I'm actually most excited for. So, um, but that falls under a different umbrella of Pixar, mm-hmm. and Pixar did hit us with some of their upcoming movies and stuff like that. But like it was just kind of teasers and title cards, right? Like there's what Red, and then. Um, 
something else. I don't even remember. But the one that sticks out is going to blow everyone's mind away is To Infinity and Beyond with Lightyear. The movie Mm -hmm. based on Buzz Lightyear in the Toy Story universe. So the movie within the movie, if you will. Um, Which is a crazy concept, but I love it. Yeah, I think this is great. I mean, this really unshackles you. I mean, you can tell whatever story you want to tell. You don't have to worry about connecting it to the Toy Story universe as long as, you know, you hit those canon notes like with Zerg and stuff like that that they've established within the toy line, uh, right? So I think this is a really cool meta move that really works. You know, I feel like if you try to make this movie like 10 years ago when, when our culture, when our pop culture wasn't quite as meta, people might have been a little bit more confused. But now I think people are all on board with yeah. it. Uh, uh, I'm glad that uh, Tim Allen's out of it because if, you're, if, you're, if you haven't been keeping up with Tim Allen lately, he's become slightly more problematic uh, the older he gets. And you thought so, his, his arrest for cocaine <laughs> possession was bad. No. Yeah, so uh, the fact that, boom, they're bringing in Chris Evans. Yes. They showed, they got that, we gave us that new screenshot of like um, the updated Space Ranger face. And like, oh yeah, that that's Chris Evans right there. That's perfect. Well, and, and that's the beauty of it, right? This is the movie that the toys are based on. So the toys can be a little rougher around the or a little smoother around the edges, and they they mm-hmm. well, got a little stubble on this one. Um, you know, what well, I remember, and you brought it up, there literally is a TV show called Buzz Lightyear, and the uh, was it the uh, Space Rangers or something like that, or Star Command? Yeah, I Buzz think, Lightyear Star like Command, that. and I watched that at my grandma's before I went to school every day growing up. Like I remember so did watching I. that. Yeah. There was like, there was like a brief moment in time where either like our, cause if, if you grew up in the nineties, you never knew what channels your cable package was going to have compared to your friends that lived across town. Right. So I think at one point in time, our cable package like added like Warner brothers TV. I think the WB might have technically been airing it oh, in my area. We, we, we didn't have cable. Ours was local over the air. Um, like I, oh so I th- yeah I think yeah I think the WB you could pick up on yeah. antenna because you know it like, that's used to what be like CW, CW is now. yeah 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 so it's just kind of like oh yeah I think I do I was like oh shit I can watch this <laughs> now so and I liked it I thought I remembered uh, I don't remember anything about the show except for I had fond memories of it so there there is a there is a world to mine here and successfully I, be- I believe that show was also on Disney Plus uh, you may be able to find it on there so. There's a whole yeah exact whole world. There's a colorful cast of characters right in Star Command, um, mm-hmm. which is essentially kind of like a Green Lantern kind of universe, like Space Corp kind of thing with different aliens mm-hmm. a part of it. Um, you know, I could see this. You know, they want to revisit the Toy Story universe. Totally cool. This movie can get sequels all day, and I'd be happy. Like this, this mm-hmm. looks like a lot of fun. So, uh, I think I think Lightyear was probably one of the standout uh, surprise announcements from Pixar. If I can be completely yeah. honest, yeah, I, I just did a quick cursory search. I'm not seeing it on on Disney Plus, but honestly, it does seem like kind of one of those shows that I think if you looked it up on YouTube, somebody's probably ripped it. If you wanted to just just see what it was, but yeah, I'm am d- down for this, and I like the idea of a space universe. Right? Usually, it's like we can only get that out of Star Wars or a mm-hmm. Guardians of the Galaxy movie. I feel like we haven't had a big kind of budget, like really uh, fully fleshed out like space adventure outside of those franchises in a while so hell if we're getting it from the toy story universe i'll take it oh yeah exactly and that's it's gonna be cool because his toy things were all toys right so we get to see him use his actual lasers he's gonna fly with his jetpack and wings those buttons are gonna actually have something to do like we're gonna see where all of those origin stuff came from for the toy i'm, I'm excited mm-hmm. very 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 excited but speaking of galaxies far far away mike we're gonna jump into our second biggest section of the day star wars 
Oh, this was it, Chris. This was it when they walked out on stage and it was like, guess what? Ten <laughs> new Star Wars shows. I, ten new Marvel shows. <laughs> yeah, it's Star Wars. Uh, you know, I expected Marvel right to 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 bring mm-hmm. the heat. I did not expect Star Wars to bring the heat. Um, yes, I, Star Wars contained the most unique surprises. Like I was surprised that we got to watch what we got to watch in the Marvel sec- section, but Star Wars they were dropping just brand new stuff that we were really only speculating about. And I, I will give a, I'll give you a pat on the back, Chris. I think you you guessed some of these like months or weeks ago, yeah. just in like group chat conversations. We, we've talked about a lot of these, and and that's great. And you know whether you love or hate Kathleen. Kennedy, you know, that's your own personal preference, but she did come out with a, a laundry list of things here that just are are mind blowing. And I think have the right people at the helm. Um, this is, this is, I'll probably call this the Mandalorian effect, right? I mean, this just goes to show you how they pivoted the Star Wars universe. And you can see it clear as day when they launched these brand new uh, Star Wars movies, you know, back with episode seven, they're like, oh, we're going to do these separate Star Wars stories, right? We're going to show you all of these different avenues of uh, what Han Solo used to do. You know, we'll introduce Lando. Maybe we'll make a a standalone movie about Lando, right? We'll do all of these in between. So we have a Star Wars movie every single year, right? And then things didn't go so well, right? So they, they have this other property mando it's huge not only is like the biggest most liked star wars thing that we've made in decades right it's it's solidified our streaming service so obviously look this is working let's make the right decision and go in the direction of mando and every single star wars announcement that we got on Thursday that has any sort of information to go along with it is all series related and even some of them dovetail directly from mando so it just goes to show you that even though I personally don't like a lot of decisions Kathleen Kennedy made, this is a this is a good decision. Well, Go with what's working, and that's what they're doing. I'm going to shoot down your hyperbole a bit. This <laughs> is not the Mandalorian effect. This is Dave Filoni. Dave Filoni, I'm going to go get, uh, credit the Clone Wars TV show for actually doing this before I would go to the Mandalorian. But the Mandalorian is the solidification that you can take animated to live action and work. Well, with it. it proved that it worked, yeah. right? It proved that a star Wars series works in, in li- a star Wars live action series works. Like that's, that's the, cause the animated one did great enough to actually Netflix bought it for a while and used it. And then they, they, they came back with this. So I, I think there's, I'm going to give this all again, like we said to the Dave Filoni effect, because he's proven oh. that you can serialize star Wars and not make Chris- it, Horrible. Easy agree. Like yeah, <laughs> on the same page there. <laughs> so um, we're going to talk about this. So let's go first. I'm actually going to do this kind of um, the first one is it was one of the last ones announced, but it's kind of first chronologically because we actually get a series called Star Wars The Acolyte that takes us back mm-hmm. to the High Republic area. Ooh, um, this is the furthest back I think we've ever gone with Star Wars, barring kind of like video games and novelizations, it, right? Exactly. So this is the first time we get to go back to uh, 200 years before the Skywalker saga. So mm-hmm. we've mentioned before that there's a mystery series developed by Leslie Headland, uh, known for the Russian Doll show on Netflix, right, that people love. So she, show. she's writing this mystery thriller that will take the audience into a galaxy of shadowy secrets and emerging dark side powers in the final days before the high of the high Republic era. So, yeah, and the, the high Republic should be, um, should be, uh, setting off some flashers. If you're a regular subscriber to the show, cause we, we talked about the high Republic. I want to say what maybe the beginning of the year or beginning of the yeah. summer. Yeah. Cause where we had some news of that. Yeah. So a lot of comics and novels have launched for the high Republic. 
Um, and uh, that, they said that they were going to be doing it was Project Luminary is what it was originally called, right? And they were like, mm-hmm. we're going to do all this stuff. Because I was at C2E2 when they announced a lot of this stuff. So um, the High Republic set 200 years before and 800 years after the Old Republic. So it's mm-hmm. not quite that far back. And they, they, they're leaving it. But like this does not touch any Star Wars we know so far. So this mm-hmm. is a brand new saga. It looks like it's actually going to focus on uh, dark side wielders and Sith people. Um, Acolyte is also what uh, associated with someone who's going to wield, you know, authority and power and be kind of villainous. So um, a villain focused star Wars show set in a whole new era where we've never touched on stuff before. I'm on board. Yeah. I mean, you got to start mining out other areas, right? Because after all of these announcements, I think one of the first thing I said is everybody out there start updating your star Wars timelines. Cause I'm already mm-hmm. lost. And then uh, thankfully you sent me one and there's just logos and lines all over the place. And it's just like, yeah, there's really not a whole lot of empty pockets yeah. anymore. Right. They're really filling them in. So you got to go pre pre prequel, you know, to start finding uh, areas that haven't been mined already. You can't, you can't do prequel and you can't do, um, really up through the end of a Mandalorian right now, and after the Return of the Jedi, I think that's a good window there. But we'll talk about that here in a minute. But I just want to point out that Yoda is um, several hundred years old by the time he we see we meet him in mm-hmm. the prequels and sequel or prequel and original trilogy. So um, you actually get a, a younger Yoda in the um, the uh, I guess what am I calling the High Republic novels right now in comic books, which is cool. So the only character I could see carry over is Yoda, and as we know, his species is, is an, very iconic right now yeah is he a is he an angsty teen in these books he's just like no i don't want to go to practice i don't want to no, use my he, lightsaber he's still he's still a master 200 years he's, he's like 400 years old he's he's uh training padawans as they go out into the outer rim in this so it's really cool seeing them explore new new stuff in there he's not just sitting and and providing wisdom from he, the, the sounds council. like he learned from an early age that he's a good teacher yeah yeah he's, he's got to be out there teaching these kids so star wars the acolyte um Live action series sounds great. Can't wait to get more of this. One of the more surprising announcements out of this is also um, featuring a, a character we we've seen a lot of. Two different characters have played them is Lando. Uh-huh. Um, it's an event series based on Lando Calrissian. That's literally all we know. Um, yeah, and that makes it sound like that this probably is not gonna get a second season. I don't know what you take away from the phrase event season. A series as of like, oh, this will be kind of be a one shot almost. Yeah. So this sounds like the one that was tied to the least of any, everything going on. Um, like we don't know if it's live action or animated um, or when the time period is. Is this, um, you know, is this Billy D. Williams uh, telling stories or is this uh, uh, Donald, Donald Glover, Glover it, version? It, they specifically didn't say. And I feel like if they had Donald Glover in the pocket, they would have said it right there. Yeah. Right. He's a huge name. Of course, you want to put him in your investor day call. So the fact that he's not there makes me think that they're not 100 percent sure what they're going to do with it. Or, or what they're going to be able to could, do, right? Could be contractual, financial obligations. They did give him. They said Atlanta's getting another season, and they're, they're you know they're working on that right now for FX. So um, they're still in good terms with him. But um, the only other thing is we have Justin Simeon, who was known for the movie Dear White People, is developing the, the show. And the series, the, the, series. the movie was kind of like a, 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 well, there was a movie and it was kind of like an indie movie that uh, Netflix uh, bought and they turned it into a series. 
And, um, you know, I know some people kind of get like triggered by the title of Dear White People, but that show is legitimately funny. Yeah. It's really, really good. Uh, I think Justin Simeon is a really great uh, filmmaker. Uh, so it, the fact that he's going to be doing something in the Star Wars universe is totally earned from my point of view. Yeah. Uh, there's one season left of Dear White People. I don't know when it drops on Netflix, but I think it should be soon. I think there was delays due to the pandemic and whatnot, but uh, it's it's great. I love it. And it's, it's a, it has a large cast of characters too. So it might be good just to watch it because I wouldn't be surprised if maybe some of the people in that series would show up in his uh, Star Wars uh, yeah. event series, if you will. And don't say the word series too much because it'll trigger your phone because that's what it did to me earlier. So if we if you end up hearing that word again later in the show and you hear a ding in the background, it's my phone. Yeah. But yeah, down down for more Justin Simeon. He's a uh, I, I like his stuff. Yeah, and I think I think Lando uh, is one of the few characters who hasn't had his background beat to death. Um and we could definitely um meet him and play around with him some more and I'd be fine with that, right? Like he's not a character we need to uh, everything. It could also tie into that point that they alluded to in what was it the return the rise of Skywalker where that one girl could be his daughter. Um, who knows? I, well, yeah, I don't know. They could make it in. I'm, I'm pretty sure it's going to be live action. I would hope that it's set between solo and the empire strikes back, but you never know these days. I'm not trying to make assumptions about Lando, but he seems like he seems like the type of guy that might have a lot of kids around the galaxy. If you know what I mean, yeah. it's very smooth talker. I'm sure he has his way with the ladies and I don't know what contraception looks like in the galaxy far, far away. I know it was a long time ago. Yeah. Uh, so I don't know. Chris. Yeah, I don't know. Don't think about it. Don't bring it up. <laughs> All right. The other one, um, we're going to switch gears here, is uh, an actual animated show coming out of this called A Droid Story. Mm -hmm. Uh, They have specifically tapped into ILM, Industrial Light and Magic, to develop a show focusing on a new hero guided by R2-D2 and C-3PO. Characters that transcend the greatness and awfulness of Star Wars, both at the same time. (laughs) Um, So I don't think this is going to be a remake of the show Droids. Uh, that people love to rip on from from the 80s, 90s. But I assume they they said state-of-the-art visual effects with possibly photorealistic visuals will be involved here. Like, this seems like a high-level CG show, right? Like, not just the normal Star Wars ones. Yeah, I have no idea what this is, right? You know, are they kind of like, oh, if it's just going to be droids and there's not going to be a lot of human actors in it, like, are we just going to tell all these stories from a droid perspective? So, you know, we don't even need you know, the volume and actors, we can just all do this in a computer since it's all going to be visualized. I don't know, but it's animated. uh, So I, I assume it's not a mix mix. Yes. But also technically, you know, we could say the lion King was animated, right? Cause there's no people in it. So yeah, I don't know where they're going to go with this one. Right. Well, well, exactly. That's what I'm saying. There, there's no actors. Like they, they did all of the lion King in CG. Then they put on mm-hmm. the helmet to do it. So yeah, I, I think this will be completely CG. I mean, again, R2D2, one of the few characters who can express himself entirely in beeps and boops. Uh, <laughs> and C3PO, of course, um, I, I can't think of, I want I can't think of the actor's name, but we'll always come back to play that character with his uptight mm. British butler voice. So <laughs> definitely, definitely digging on this. Hoping to see more sooner than later. Yeah. Anthony Daniels. Anthony Daniels. I, I wanted to say Peter Mayhew, but I'm like, no, that's Chewbacca. Can't say that. <laughs> so I knew I was, I knew I was working my way through it. Another animated show uh, announced is star Wars visions. This is a series of animated short films celebrating star Wars through different anime creators. Oh, it's the animatrix effect, right? 
I remember that back in the day when I think it was the third Matrix movie was about to drop. Yeah, it was in between two with, and three. They yeah. Came, yeah, they came out with a DVD compilation well, of a bunch of like anime-inspired uh, shorts. Have, have you watched I'm, the Halo Legends shorts yet? No, is that a similar thing? Yeah, so they did that in like 2009, 2010. So they, they, it was like, I don't know, 15 short films based created by different anime studios as well. Yeah. But what we're trying to say is this isn't a new thing. They actually did it with Batman too. I don't remember what... I don't remember what that compilation is called, uh, but that came out. I want to say maybe five, maybe five years ago. Okay. So they did they did a similar thing with Batman, a bunch of anime shorts with Batman. That's really really cool. So if they want to do this with Star Wars, oh yeah, hell yeah. yeah, let's do it. And actually, it makes me think now that I remember. I think somebody did an independent little short film with Star Wars in the anime style I believe it was all like X-Wings and TIE Fighters now that I, we're talking about it it's well, out there in the world so I wouldn't be surprised if maybe Disney saw that and was just like people really like this well, maybe we should keep doing more well they I don't know if you remember this Marvel has some anime series they did um, they did like a Blade an X-Men a Wolverine and an Iron Man no no um, mm-hmm. who, was the, who was the fourth one maybe it was Iron Man it was all anime right studios so they've got a Disney has a working relationship with these anime studios, and I think this is great because, I mean, what's more... I mean, Star Wars was kind of based on a Kurosawa films, right? Like mm-hmm. like samurai sword fights. Like, the first Star Wars weren't the flippy sword fights. They were actually looked like real sword fights of, 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 of war. So, like, imagine seeing these lightsaber battles in anime, Mike. Like, that's... Clash so, of lights so, gonna be beautiful. Yeah, so so I pulled up that thing that I was talking about on YouTube just to see what the stats were. So the YouTube account that uploaded it, it's called Tie Fighter Remastered Star Wars Anime Short Film. Uh, this person said that they took this from somebody else and remastered it with uh, better sound effects. So I actually don't know how old this is because this was uploaded in 2017. So the actual source video could be a little bit older. But this video has almost six million views. On YouTube, so yeah, I'm not surprised that uh, anime is being yeah. embraced over there at Disney. Uh, I don't know if we'll ever see like a legit anime series. Uh, you know, they don't have to, but I, I'm, I'm looking forward to more Star Wars anime. Well, well, I think, I think the best part of this is, you know, we've talked about how you know Star Wars doesn't have to be any time or place, right? Any of these short stories can be canon, they can be legends, they can be anything and tell different eras or retell something that we already saw in a different way. So um, I'm very excited to see how this kind of plays out and what kind of visuals we get. They didn't show any, but this series is coming to Disney Plus in 2021, Mike. So we are, you know, within a year, we'll be watching this and talking about it. So... Yeah, I'll uh, I'll, I'll go ahead and I'll drop uh, that uh, anime TIE Fighter thing in in the show notes for people if they want to check that out. Yeah. So, yeah, we'll keep an eye on that. Uh, the last animated thing we're going to talk about, so I think most have, like some of this has been animated. So the last animated thing is going to be called The Bad Batch, which we've already talked about before, right? We know mm. this is coming. So the first trailer showed this animated spinoff of The Bad Batch, which was debuted in Season 7 of The Clone Wars. Um, mm. But you didn't get to watch it, so you kind of asked me what was going going on with that, right? Like, where, where does mm-hmm. this fit? So the, yeah. the Bad Batch are four, or not four, they're a group of clones that have genetic mutations that kind of make them very specific for one certain thing. There's like a tech dude. Um, there's like a sniper dude. There's like a big bulky guy. Um, so it's really more like an A-team of clone troopers, right? Like, you know, mm-hmm. uh, I could see a great video game out of these guys. But um, each clone has these things that makes them use unique scenarios. So this trailer doesn't really show us a whole lot, but it does take place during Order 66 because 
we see the announcement of the new galactic empire, right? Like right mm-hmm. after that. Um, but I don't, I didn't see any of these guys. It looked like they were fighting other clones, um, but they make it very cut. So you can't tell if they are. Um, so I'm thinking that they're, their little chips that trigger the clones don't work in them because they're uniquely mutated. Yeah. Or I'm trying to remember what happened. It was, I don't know if it was like season six or season five when they were talking about order 62nd, six in the clone wars, but I thought there was talk of the clones trying to remove the well, chip physically from them. And I think one of them did. Well, you, and, and um, you, and you saw that, um, he, he got killed. Um, and, and then the, um, the, the, actually, the Bad Batch picks up from that because you didn't watch these episodes, but the, they did touch on the Ahsoka episodes you watched, right? With with Captain mm-hmm. Rex getting it out of his head. So I don't think these guys do, but you never know. Um, my theory yeah. for you was they're going to help smuggle the child away from the Jedi Temple. These are the people oh. responsible for getting Grogu, Grogu I mean, away. That's- I mean, that sounds like a perfect, that sounds like a perfect hookup, right? I mean, not only being able to pull Baby Yoda into another series uh, to get people to watch it, I mean, talk about a good strategy, but also, as of right now, I don't know of any canon that happens right after episode three, right? It's a very interesting time, whether you like what they did in the prequels or what they didn't do, we don't really know exactly how things start to get reordered and reorganized and what the chaos is, right? You know, how does the the emperor kind of take over the new, what is he called? The new galactic empire. empire? Yeah. yeah, so that'll be an interesting time. I don't know how long we're actually going to be living there. I don't know how many seasons the Bad Batch could possibly get, but it'd be nice. it might be nice to kind of mine that little sliver of time that we don't know too yeah. much about. It, it, exactly and you know even the, if you watch a new hope like they talk about the the republic still existing and then literally at the start of the new a new hope he's like the empire has you know killed off the remaining um i guess republic people so uh, that was so i yeah i agree this is fun uh, there's also a couple shots of the uh, um character finnick shand who's played by ming na win in the mandalorian um, oh i didn't realize she was in there yeah a couple shots actually so Tying even more into the Mandalorian and and Dave Filoni's work here, like if we don't see the child in this, I'd be really surprised at this point. <laughs> so I'm very excited. I th- I would recommend if you've not watched season seven of the Clone Wars. Oh, she she's the one with the orange helmet, top of the helmet. Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I would recommend watching those first four episodes of the Bad Batch. Some people were like, "Why is this in here? I don't understand it. I just want to get on with the Soka story." Well, guess what? It was actually a backdoor pilot into their own show, which may tie into more of these other shows because the next at least three, maybe four shows are going to tie into everything we're, we're, we're talking about here. Right. Mm-hmm. So surprise drop spinoffs for the Mandalorian, two of them. All right. First one, probably the least expected is Rangers of the new Republic. Yes. And I kind of had to figure out, I had to ask you like, what does that mean? What's a Ranger in the star Wars universe? Yeah. So Rangers of the new Republic is essentially, so this show is from Dave Filoni and John Favreau, right? Um, Dave mm-hmm. Filoni is writing and directing, I believe. Um, John Favreau is like producing it. So the Rangers are, we saw the X-Wing fighters, right? Interact with the Mandalorian early on the season. Mm-hmm. Those are the Rangers of the new Republic. Gotcha. So I, if I didn't quite remember what the classification of their title was, yeah. I wasn't going to well, get this announcement at the right, the, at the right at the very beginning. They could also <laughs> spin it a little bit. Cause I, I, I'm thinking about this week's episode. Um, a certain character has a, um, a, a heel turn towards a good. Maybe mm-hmm. he's a Ranger of the new Republic. Maybe it's a new classification to people who are still striking against 
the yeah. remaining well, it's ki- it's kind of like a what do they kind of they're kind of like these galactic cops yeah. they kind of are treating them kind of like the the the, the blue and what, what do they call them blue and whites black and whites blue and black I remember what they call Blue and blacks, yeah, something like that. So yeah, these are just kind of like beat cops. I mean, they don't have police cars; they have uh, X wings that are going around. Um, I saw that uh, Simu Lu uh, over on Twitter. You know who has starred uh, with um, uh, the one of the X wing fighters. He they are both in a TV show, Kim's Convenience, together. So he was just like, oh, if this guy doesn't get isn't in this series i'm going to be really really mad yeah. i can't remember the actor's name but i just me and my wife always call him appa because that's the character that he yeah. plays in kim's convenience so i mean he's technically been in what two, two episodes yeah. now so i mean he's he's definitely not just a one-off cameo anymore having him for two episodes yeah. so if he's going to be in the rangers of the new republic i'm excited for that because he's just he's a huge star wars nerd well, and this is like the this is like the gig of his career the, the mandalorian season two is how it's really focused on law and order in a post empire kind of thing with, you know, um, uh, I, I forget what's her name, Cara Dune being like becoming sheriff. Right. And then, mm-hmm. you know, these new, uh, Republic, um, people flying around and stuff like that. So there's a lot of story potential here in between episode six and seven that we don't know. Um, I believe that's the biggest hole for that. We could fill in and not be overly offended if it doesn't touch the Skywalker saga at all. Right. Like I think it's mm-hmm. fine. Mandalorian's been doing great in it. So, um, but apparently, Rangers of the New Republic will intersect with future stories and culminate into a climactic story event. Ooh. So, tying in with the Mandalorian, what else is this going to tie into, Mike? Oh, the Ahsoka. other spinoff show, Ahsoka. <laughs> so, Rosario Dawson will be reprising her role as Ahsoka Tano from the Mandalorian in her own series. Um, well, Cro- you call you. You called it at least in my social circles, Chris. You were the first one that I heard that said, "Oh, we're going to get an Ahsoka series," and I mean, it makes sense. Uh, why would you put all the work into bringing this character back if you don't at least see them again in some aspect, right? Yeah. Well, I mean, even then, like you know, you, you they could even have waited for fan reaction from the Mandalorian, right? Like, you know, test the waters. A couple weeks later, are we going to announce it or not? Kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, Fan reaction was great. It was a great episode. I would love to see this. We've got an older Ahsoka Tano. She could actually pick up her story from Rebels, um, where she's looking for um, um, dealing with um, Kan- uh, not Kanan, um, Ezra Bridger, and then also looking for the um, the blue guy, Darth, not Darth. <laughs> what's his name? The bl- the blue guy was what I was gonna say too. Yeah, the blue guy. But you gotta, I mean, you gotta have, um, you gotta have a, you gotta have a lightsaber show, right? Oh, you yeah. know, I always distill Star Wars down to a lightsaber, whether you hate me for doing it or not, right? Because it's the coolest, most iconic thing about the universe, and uh, you can't make a thousand million Star Wars shows without at least one of them having a lightsaber well, in it. So I'm glad we're getting that from Ahsoka. Well, I think I think the acolyte will deal with lightsabers, um, with force powers, but. Even the Mandalorian is dealing with the dark saber, right? The Mandalorian has introduced both white and black dark black lightsabers into canon, um, and we've not seen a red or blue one yet, or green yes, one. So but the blue guy awesome. was Thrawn. Thrawn, yeah, General Thrawn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like these uh, names get all so crazy. I mean, try to remember a Star Wars name, right? They're just weird, like Grogu. So it's like you have all these weird, unique names, and it's just like it's yeah. it's. I mean, look at all this canon. We're gonna have to remember now, Chris. All of these shows are gonna be out within the next couple of years, and this is all information that we're gonna have to store in our brains. I'm gonna forget. I'm gonna forget how to do math because I gotta remember all these characters' names. Right. Remember, <laughs> Luke Skywalker is the easiest name, and now we got these other ones <clears throat> we gotta deal with. 
I, I regularly can't remember the titles of the Star Wars movies anymore because yeah. they all kind of sound the same because they're all homages Rise, to the original revenge, trilogy. Return. Yeah, and there's, there's Skywalkers, there's Jedi. I don't know. Yeah, it's fine. It's fine. Don't worry about it. What you need to know is The Mandalorian Season 3 hitting Christmas next year, Mike. We have to wait a little over a year for it to come back, but you know what? It's fine. This is great. Yeah, stuff. we're gonna be we're gonna be getting some uh, Marvel stuff in between yeah. uh, that. But uh, this is this will be a point of time. No spoilers, but I really liked the last episode of The Mandalorian, yeah. uh, the one that had a uh, Bill Burr return, yeah. uh, and it was just fun. I liked the I like the banter. I like the canon. I like the ex- exploration of like war and good side and well, bad side. And I just and I just had a really fun time. It was what, just uh, I, this was kind of what I was looking forward to. Well, what all your biggest complaint is this show is serialized, right? but to an extent but but all these announcements make it feel like maybe it's not so serialized now Mm -hmm. like you know oh mandalorian's gonna tie in with ahsoka and rangers of the new republic and possibly you know crossover with um a flashback to the 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 bad batch i mean it may feel episodic in nature as they film them with different directors but i think the overall narrative is is growing and we just don't know it yet so hopefully hopefully we do that this is to me the biggest Star Wars news, Mike. I'm, I'm sorry, mm-hmm. that everything else pales in comparison to the announcement of the Obi Wan show. Hayden Christensen returning as Darth Vader for the first time in over what 15 years now, mm-hmm. um, and there will be a rematch between Obi Wan Kenobi and Anakin Skywalker. As Darth <laughs> I feel like this is redemption, right? This is redemption for both of the actors who didn't quite get to perform how maybe they would have wanted to under the direction of George Lucas because he had a very specific vision for those prequels and those prequels didn't really let these guys really flex, right? But, uh, <laughs> but, um, I feel like it's just, it's just going to be, it's going to be, I'm, I, I just I'm at a loss for words yeah. because I wasn't expecting to see this happen. Uh, I, I wonder if we're going to see Hayden Christensen's face at all, right? You know that would be kind of cool to see the mask come off and we just oh, see the flashbacks. We just see this. We just see the scars all over his face and everything. Um, I think this is going to be really fun. Yeah. But at the same time, I feel like I do need to get out my prescription for prequelitis. You know, I need to take my pills. You know, because my prequelitis is acting up again. Because it's just like we know how this ends, yeah. right? I mean, they might add some new little bits of info that might pepper how you rewatch the original trilogy but it's just like Darth Vader doesn't die Obi-Wan doesn't die we know eventually where they well, where they will end up so this does kind of feel like you know one of those like Star Wars comic books right you know it's like oh we're just going to tell some fun little story in, in the and, middle even though you know, know where it's going to end up but uh, like I said if I like lightsabers you're going to get at least two more lightsabers well, with this show and I think that's fine because I think the, the, the story is you know Darth Vader I just watched a new hope recently and it was like you know i haven't felt this presence in a long time well we just always assumed it was the last they the last fought on mustafar and that was it right so like mm-hmm. what happened between obi-wan being like the second best jedi in the world or in the galaxy um to make him just become a crazy old man so like i think something's gonna happen in this fight that kind of makes obi-wan kill his connection to the force a little bit more and make him not become very confrontational but um Darth Vader, I don't know what happens to him. I'm excited to see this. Like, there's so much question. Deborah Chow's been great in the Mandalorian work she's done. Uh, Ewan McGregor returning. This is, this is you know, good nostalgia. You know, um, with the I, I love, I love how after all of these years, Darth Vader is still a 
presence right on the screen uh when he uh i mean i I don't know if it's spoilers or not but i mean surprise surprise you do get to see a little bit more of darth vader in the cg animated stuff that's on disney plus i won't go anything far beyond that been out for done for over a year you're fine but it's just like when you see him on screen it's just like he still holds up he is still menacing even though you know that there's like a little shitty angsty guy underneath him you know with the origin of the character but it's just like his presence his shape his design all black the voice is just like he still really works on screen so i'm glad we're gonna get to see him again because i mean man at the end also at the end of um rogue one just seeing him just wrecking the fools yeah you've you've not finished um the 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 last star wars game have you the jedi one Mm -mm. do we get to see him there Maybe <laughs> I'm going to tell you, I'm going to tell you what you said holds up even through that game. So awesome. Uh, Good to know. Yeah. So uh, definitely, definitely excited for Obi-Wan news. Hayden Christian returning classic at these two actors who define these roles, even in movies that people did not like at the time um, coming together is, is definitely a unique scenario uh, mm-hmm. over 15 years later. Uh, we got a sizzle reel. Uh, I believe this is the first sizzle reel we got to see uh, for Andor. The upcoming Cassian Andor spinoff show um, mm-hmm. It's now filming in the UK. They said they have 12 episodes to debut in 2022. Yeah, I would say that was almost the most interesting bit of news here, right? This yeah. is the first time we've had an episode order uh, outside of like six or eight episodes. I know the Marvel stuff has been rumored for six. Well, I don't know if anything's been confirmed yeah, uh, Fi- on that Feige end. said six, eight, and ten for Marvel. Um, they come in different gotcha. varieties. But they, yeah. they said 12 for Andor. We got to see some of the actual people building the costumes and sets here. Um, well, I may, may, if I may, why are they not using the, um, volume for this? It felt like they're building real full sets and real full, like having 200 named people. Like that's a bold move right now in this economy. I don't know how the UK is doing, but (laughs) they said they're building more volumes and one was in UK. So I thought they'd be using it for this. And and talk about also like a dead end for the character, right? It's just uh, they in the sizzle reel, it starts off with them showing like a brief clip from Rogue One. And he's just like, oh, I've done a lot of stuff. And that's kind of what he says. So it's just like, oh, this is going to be the show that shows us all the stuff that he's done. So I think it'll be fun. You know, like all Star Wars stuff is there's top of the line, special effects, music, you know, action, stuff like that. But I, I didn't really connect a whole lot to Cassian's character in Rogue One. I was more of a fan of K2SO. That right. character was super fun voiced by alan tudyk so uh, if we get more of him which i would imagine we would uh i'm i'm looking forward to that but yeah it makes me wonder you know how many seasons of this do we get and how much do i care Mm -hmm. right you know if this is just if this just happens to drop in a month where we don't have a marvel thing to watch and we don't have another star wars thing to watch yeah you know i'll I'll, I'll watch it but i'm not chomping at the bit for andor well you got yet three months to watch it they do the weekly thing they've been doing so Mm-hmm. I mean, that's a quarter of a year on the Star Wars show. Now, the only thing I think I can see this being redeeming, Mike, and you know, we're both kind of on the same, like, yeah, it's fine, is if they introduce another character and that kind of spins off of there. Um, yeah, they do. Have, they always have that ability. And, you know, you know, as whether you consider this valid entertainment or not, it's always kind of fun to see the little Star Wars Easter eggs, mm-hmm. right? You know, what what are we going to see in the background? Where are they going to go? What, where are we going to connect the dots, you know? Yeah. So there, you know, we might have some fun yeah. there. And this is still set before um, A New Hope. So maybe that you, you ask, you know, how long does it take for the Empire to settle, right? And become the... Mm-hmm. the this could maybe answer some of those questions um, if he's out there doing stuff for the uh, for the Rebellion. So 
I don't know. Again, we're, we're on the fence. And it doesn't carry the way. But, you know, Star Wars content still Star Wars content. Uh, hopefully, we hopefully we come in and be get surprised the hell out of. I'd love to be uh, blown off my feet. Mm-hmm. The last second biggest Star Wars news, I, I, I beg to, to say, Mike, is the announcements of a Rogue Squadron movie. Yeah. Um, it's the first time we touched on film. Yes. Uh, <laughs> on to, cinematic. To be directed by Wonder Woman's own Patty Jenkins. Ooh, that was a bomb drop. I mean, if you're talking about a new Star Wars movie, it, the next question is who's going to direct it. And the fact that you're trotting out Patty Jenkins yeah. pulled her away from the Warner Brothers. It sounds like her contract was up over there and she was ready to well, make some more money. Well, here's the thing. I think I think Disney's like, you know, you stole our James Gunn. We're going to steal your Patty Jenkins. Um, <laughs> but Patty Jenkins will probably go back and do either the Amazons movie or the... Um, Wonder Woman three, whatever they want to do, but I think you know even the fact we they they just confirmed again Taika Waititi is working on a Star Wars movie that this mm-hmm. overpowered that with his name and everything he's done for Star Wars and Marvel is still pretty big. Um, even pushing, yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, I was gonna say if and if we trying to place these movies, they didn't give us anything about Taika Waititi except for like a weird cryptic concept art where there was some sort of like like glowing like chrome like gem floating around in space i don't know what that was supposed yeah, it to be was like some sort of like uh it looked like a like a like a it kind floating of, or, or it, a floating cube it, it kind of reminded me of i didn't look it up to confirm but do you remember that episode of the clone wars where like anakin and obi-wan i don't know if ahsoka is there or not they get caught into this weird like this weird magical with the son and the thing. daughter and then the, the yeah, yeah 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 like I don't, I don't remember what that object looked like, but I was like, "Is this hinting towards that?" I don't know if that's a stretch. To, to be completely honest, it reminded me of that floating rock in the Rise of Skywalker above the the where um, Palpatine was underneath. You know, like oh, yeah, it, maybe something it, like that. The, the the thing is, we don't know, but that's a great name to have to it. Um, yeah, but I feel like the I feel like we got a little bit of a hint at what might be happening with Patty Jenkins' uh, Rogue Squadron movie. Is I think Kathleen Kennedy said a new era of Star Wars. Yeah. I don't know the exact quote, but I feel like that was the word. Yeah, it's right so here. Does that mean? Yeah, future that era. Yeah, future era. So does that mean it's placed after episode nine? Because you're using the word future, right? And it makes sense. Like we talked about where do you mine in the Star Wars timeline for more content? You know, it makes sense to go forward, right? There's absolutely nothing in your way if you move forward. So I I don't know. Rogue, but the thing is Rogue Squadron, that's also kind of like a dated term, right? You know, I know it was a video game, but you know, that's kind of like original trilogy territory. If I'm correct me, if I'm wrong. Yeah. Rogue Squadron, the game was in there because you had X wings and stuff like, I think, um, you know, that's part of like the Luke Skywalker era, really big when they were dealing that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know if it just gets revitalized. If somebody decides to, Oh, remember this really old flight team. They're called the rogue squadron. Let's, let's use their name for our squad because we want to pay homage to the, to our fallen brethren or what. I, I don't know exactly what they do. So, you know, if Patty Jenkins is going forward, maybe, uh, maybe, uh, Taika will go all the way back in the past, but, uh, they did make a point to say that, uh, they're really looking forward to Taika's perspective on mm-hmm. the universe where, and they said how funny he is. So it seems like he, they they are going to let him do what he wants because uh, everyone was always concerned about what was going to happen with Solo and what was that? That was Lord Miller, right? 
Um, um, well, yeah, Lord and Miller, yes. Um, yeah, who also had that comedic bent. So some people were theorizing, oh, maybe comedy is not allowed in the Star Wars universe like no. it is in the MCU. But, but I mean, if you're having Taika Waititi come in, I think well, they that, that's it's all changing. But, but right? Star Wars has always been funny. I, I don't think that's a, I don't think it, Lord Miller is because they were funny. I think it's because they just didn't do their job on time. Is what that was. I, I don't think I don't think that's the problem. The, the question is, you know, where do they take this? Where do they go with it, with, with Patty Jenkins? You know, um, I, I don't think you give her something and tell her what to do, right? Like, she, you're going to give her, like, hey, what do you want to do, Patty? Um, but I think this is going to, I mean, is this going to be Earth, or not Earth, but, like, space battles? Is it going to be, like, you know, kind of above-the-ground battles? Like, where do you take Rogue Squadron? Like, where do you fight mm-hmm. them? And who are they fighting? Um, like, what's what's the villains if, if the... This, this, um, I guess the, what's that, what's that called? Uh, I forget their name already. Not the Empire. The, um. The Galactic Senate? No, the, no, 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 no. The, uh, Kylo Ren. The, res- the Resistance? Yeah, no, the no. first, the first something. The First Order? First Order, yeah. Where do you go? Like, <laughs> oh, are they fighting? See, how can you keep track? Of- yeah. It's just like, that's the thing. Once war stops in the Star Wars universe, where do you get your content yeah. from, right? You always need to have people fighting each other. Well, Star Wars, <laughs> right? It's not Star Peace. Um, it's, it's in the name. But yeah, so like, is this going to be kind of like the Rangers of the New Republic um, just after episode nine, or are they going to do something different with it? Like who, who are they fighting? Is my question. I don't know. What do you even do? What's going on? Yeah. That's a whole lot of star Wars to digest, right? There isn't ever. That's probably the most star Wars we've had to digest in a long time. And, mm-hmm. and, and honestly, I don't think any of it's bad. So, uh, even, <laughs> even though Andor is our least excited thing, I don't think that's still a bad thing. I'm still going to watch it. Yeah. I mean, come on. Yeah. So I think, I think, you know, if, if star Wars was looking for redemption post rise of Skywalker, um, one year later was a great time to announce all this fun stuff and, and, and show what they're working for. So that's Star Wars. That's not even the, that's, that's the potatoes to the meat of this episode, Mike. If the you tip of the iceberg. If you had to go to that, uh, to go back to that well for an analogy. Yeah. So we, we are, we are done with Star Wars. We are ready to talk Marvel. And as you can see from the show notes, Mike, not only one page of notes, Two pages of notes here. So this episode's this the long. Bulk. I mean, not only do we have just a crap ton of Marvel news, but we have footage. We have so much stuff to talk oh. about because they didn't hide anything from us, right? I mean, I, D- Disney. No, I mean, talk about the best investment Disney's ever made. Right? Was buying Marvel. Yeah. Uh, back in the day, I mean, they've made their money back already, and it, it's obvious to see what they're able to make after now. Exactly, and and the the people in charge, uh, Kevin Feige, God bless him, and, and everything he does <sighs> for us. I love uh, he, him. I hope he never. I hope he never becomes problematic. Yeah, because he, he's just he's so nice. I love him. He, he's the best. Uh, I I want to be friends with him, and and he's doing this for us personally. I, I can. Wasn't tell. it just nice? Wasn't it just nice to see him on stage talking again? Like his voice is just like electricity well, to me. Because anytime he talks, it's usually like some sort of announcement. And what did I ask you? What was the first thing I asked you? What was on? His What's hat? on this what hat? On his I don't hat? know. I can't what? tell yet. I haven't figured it out. So <laughs> I got. I have to go. I'm gonna have to go to my my default search that's already filled in. Kevin Feige's. What is on Kevin Feige's hat? So I thought it was like a stylized A or something. I couldn't really tell based on the angle that the yep. camera. Was, but I was like, what is that? It looked like know. someone with like with something in the background. I, I'm thinking maybe a Captain Marvel, but I I don't know yet. Um, we'll definitely have to take some look at it here. But he came out and dropped on us not one. Not two, but three years worth of information. That, and, mm-hmm. and a lot of this we didn't have before. Half of it I say we had before, if not less. More we did not have. 
like like I said at the top of the show, this is where I was jumping up and down. I was going, oh my God, what's happening? What's going on? I mean, uh, my wife was feeling uh, cooped up in the house that particular day. So she went out for like a walk around the neighborhood. And so I just felt like I had even extra room to just like freak out and geek out. I would never feel judgment from my wife on geeking out. She probably would have been geeking out with me, but I was just like, all right. I'm, I, I can get my wingspan out there. I can start spinning around. It was it was just excitement from head to toe. Oh, yeah, it, it is. And and the best part of this is not only did they – I've, I've done this, this section in a very special order, Mike. Mm-hmm. I've been able to split it up in TV shows and movies, mm-hmm. then chronological release to the best of our knowledge. Okay, and be, awesome. And because of that, our first thing up is WandaVision because we are a month away from WandaVision and they got us yeah. with a full trailer here Mike one of the one of the mm-hmm. fullest trailers I've ever seen using one of my favorite 60s band song uh Daydream Believer by the Monkees and mm-hmm. they were able to show us some really cool footage and not give anything away in this trailer mm-hmm. at the same time I think some of the standout things here were some clips introducing uh, Monica Rambeau um the the daughter of, I can't think of her name. She's in Captain Marvel. She's a little girl in Captain mm-hmm. Marvel, but her mom, um, who is going to be um, the character Spectrum, uh, Darcy from the Thor movies had a flash in shot here, and Agent Wu from the Ant-Man movie uh, in here, as well as all the, z- the hijinks that are going to be happening to Wanda and the Vision in this. Yeah, I feel like the biggest takeaway I had from this trailer is we're starting to get more of an idea of who is trapped and where they're trapped and, and what's happening. I feel like with the other trailer, I was under the assumption that it was just kind of Wanda. You know, maybe in like a cell or maybe she's just kind of being manipulated. But it's starting to look like that, that, there's, a, that there's other humans under this kind of spell as well and it's not just her that's trapped in there imagining all these people. They're actually are real people that are possibly being fit into this uh, zany uh, TV narrative mm-hmm. as well. And we got to see, you know, Monica Rambo. She seems to be like a secret agent that's kind of sneaking in. We hear somebody over a radio say like, oh, you know, Wanda, what's Who, happening? Who's doing this Who, to you? Yeah. Who's doing this to you? Alluding to the fact that there's somebody maybe that's maybe, I mean, they could, they could do a little bait and switch, right? It could just end up being a Wanda's brain, you know, messing with everything. But, you know, there could be an actual villain at foot here so yeah we just get a little bit more context of what's happening but you know just seeing more of the more of the themes of the different mm-hmm. tv shows through the decades is really is really fun this is just going to be so stylistically and enchanting and, and you know they, they also alluded to the um t- uh, the mind stone getting blown up um how is the vision here they get to see wanda fl- it sounds like at the end uh vision was like well if this is our neighborhood let's fight for it kind of thing so yeah it, it, yeah it almost it almost showed they showed vision with kind of unique agency and personality right he just didn't seem like something that was a figment of wanda's imagination so like is he truly like alive in some aspect? Is he not just that gray husk anymore? So, yeah, so many questions. This is this is one of those things where I'm just like, what happens in the final who, episode? Who is right? doing this? Who has the abilities to make this happen outside of Wanda? And and why are they doing this? And I am along for the ride, my friend. Um, I I love the mystery. Like we said, none of, a lot of the stuff we didn't know today before today, and mm-hmm. uh, I, I'm down for some mystery here and some magic. Mm-hmm. So I think there's also one shot I saw where Wanda, Wanda was flying with her red things in her hands, like she looked like she was flying. Mm-hmm. So I'm excited to see where this goes down uh, and do that route. Right afterwards, they gave us another trailer for the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Oh, boy. And I think... 
Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> I think this is the point in time where we uh, where we reveal the Kevin Feige quote that he said. Oh, I, actually, I don't know now if it was Kevin Feige or Bob Iger, but they specifically said the only difference between these series and our films is length. Now, they could be, you know, they could just be saying that for show. You know, we don't know exactly how the budgets line up and, you know, the visual effects. And really, if they are shaving off a little bit, you know, to stretch these series, you know, I wouldn't blame them if they would. Uh, but they're, they're making a statement here, right, that these are going to be well, just as good as the movies. You're actually just getting more of it. And there's a shot in this trailer where at the very end, Falcon yeah. is flying through a canyon and shooting missiles at him from a helicopter. I'm like, this is high end right here, right? This looks like it's four times more expensive than a show like the Umbrella Academy, which is already really expensive, and they're using a lot of special effects in that as well. So I'm just like, yes, this is awesome. It just it felt like the movies, well, which is what I've always worried about because only the only thing we've been able to see so far is WandaVision. And since they're going for this very specific aesthetic, leaning into the idea of television, they're obviously leaning away from the feeling of a movie, but it's all intentional. So the fact that we got to see freaking Bucky flipping his knife around, we get to see missiles and rockets, and it just it uh, it looked it looks like a movie. It looks like it, this should be a film. It reminded me of the the scene specifically from Independence, the original Independence Day, where he's out maneuvering the alien ships uh, kind of thing oh the trent the trench road and, in the desert and, and yeah. you were you were literally you were reading my mind i'm like you know th- okay this is a show this is a show okay holy shit this is movie quality action scenes going on here mm-hmm. like now now this is they've upped the ante uh in, in what this looks like and what they're doing um again we've got to see um the the release date i think is in, important is march 19th so buckle up in three months uh we get this but i think at the same time we got to see baron zemo um, in his, in his, uh, he'll have his classic outfit with the purple hood, but we get to see what Bucky dropping bullets in front of him. Right. So like, how do they mm. meet up? How does he play this, uh, actress? Uh, um, I just lost her name. Um, but she is the, in, in solo, do you remember at the end where he goes to that tribe of people? Um, mm-hmm. the leader of that tribe is this, this is actress. I think it's Kelly something I want to say. Um, but she looks to be the main villain. She's supposed to be playing songbird. Um, and we've hmm. talked about it before. So she went put on the mask, and it seems like they're fighting her on a train. So Falcon and Winter Soldier are fighting her on a train. She's obviously got some able to hold her own, right? Like these are Avengers level fighters going against us. Now, what I'm yeah. going to say, I'm disappointed we didn't get to see, but also possibly this could be a blessing. No U.S. agent, right? Yeah, we saw the back of him, right? Uh, kind of walking up to the stage. There was a little section yeah. there. But that kind of tied in with the narrative that Bucky was saying was like, this show is dealing with the fallout of the blip, right? The world is a different place now. It's in chaos. So it seems like these guys are going to be kind of secret agents, you know, tasked to set to be sent out there to deal with all of the cracks with all of the fraying around the edges of what the blip did to society. And, you know, they were hinting at how they also need a symbol. And that's, you know, that's when they yeah. showed the, the, the back of the U S agent. So everything about this show, I, I love it. They had their kind of, um, their, um, buddy cop banter oh, you know, yeah. going on where they hate each other, but they secretly live, love each other. And they, everybody wants them to kiss, you know, on online on, on Tumblr and oh, stuff yeah. like that. So I, yeah, yeah this was great. Well, uh, this was huge because I wasn't expecting to see it. The fact that we got to see the trailer blew my mind. Yeah, Chris. exactly. And they didn't hold back. They didn't pull any punches either, right? Because they've, they've done a teaser before, but it wasn't the same stuff. It was new. And, you know, again, the last time we saw Falcon, he was given the shield. And the shield looks like he gave it up to, like, maybe a memorial or something. I don't know. Like, I want to know what happens to tie this into that the shield and, and Captain's legacy for that. 
the longest trailer we got. I timed it, Mike. I looked at the time codes. The longest trailer was for the show Loki. Yeah. Um. Holy shit. Um. <laughs> I, I. I. When I saw this trailer, I knew like Chris is gonna have a lot to say about this because there's a lot of stuff in here that I I'm not too familiar with. But I was like, this is some deep cut Marvel stuff that I feel like Chris yeah. is gonna inform me on Sunday what all this is. Yeah. So this first clip reveals what we've all suspected that this show picks up exactly from the events of Endgame. Um, mm-hmm. where he grabs the time cube and goes back. And it looked like he actually landed in the sand where Tony Stark landed um, in Iron Man 1 when he crashed his his initial suit oh, in the sand. I didn't even think about that. But it looks the same, right? Like It looks like he starts the same. Uh, and he's picked up and, care- and under the, the, the uh, I guess, care of the TVA, the Time Variance Authority, um, which is led by an older, aged-up Owen Wilson, by the way, which was awesome. Yeah, his his gray hair and mustache was trending. Like, I thought that was funny. Out of all things to trend from this trailer, people just really liked his new fit. Did, you know, they liked his new look. Did he not look like Iron Man's dad, uh, the the older version of Iron Man's dad a couple times yeah, in there? Yeah, yeah, a little bit, uh, yeah. But I mean, that's like <laughs> 60s business, right? Like, you know, uh, yeah. spike, flat-top hair, and gray mustache. But also, uh, his name... Um, um, is uh Owen Wilson's name is Mobius M. Mobius, uh, which <laughs> which is interesting that you have to turn on the captions, but you can it'll tell you his name. Um, mm. and then he's even presented in front of the timekeepers. Um, people were like, oh, that's obviously King or obviously the Council of Loki's. No, it's the timekeepers, which is actually from like Thor. I pulled it up here, Thor number two hundred forty five, if you will. Um, which are like the people who write the wrongs of the time stream, which is crazy. Yeah, which is. Which is funny because it feels a little bit like the Umbrella Academy as well, which is a an older comic. Not well, I'm sure it is newer than the the TVA whenever that was established yeah. uh, within the Marvel comic books. But it is kind of funny about like, yeah, I do like this whole general concept in science fiction of like when something happens with time, you know, there's some sort of organization that goes out there to try to fix it. You know, Kang is almost kind of like that as well, right? You know, in the future. I don't think he's technically on Earth. You know, he's just in a different part of the universe. But, you know, they have that technology to be like, hey, what's going on with the time stream? We got to go back and fix that. So it's no surprise to imagine they they, in Endgame, they traveled in time and now they have to deal with the consequences of doing that. Well, and and exactly. And this movie looks like it's playing with time. There is obviously a very, very strong reference to the uh, mystery of D.B. Cooper. Uh, Are you familiar with that? Yeah, the dude that that, that when he jumped off the plane yeah. with all the money and no one knows what happened. I love that. Like, oh, that was Loki. That's yeah, really Loki is the guy who did this, and then he's pulled away by the Bifrost, right? So who's in control of the Bifrost? Is he like Heimdall. yeah? But like yeah. So are we gonna see Idris Elba's Heimdall? Um, in the in like what the seventies? Um, like what? I think he, I think I think Loki name drops Heimdall and, in this trailer. And Thor, yeah. yeah. So will will that be that, or will because it's a different you a different timeline be a different Heimdall? Uh, because it comes to be, it this seems to be dealing with different variations of time, right? Uh, mm-hmm. There's a scene at the end where he's got the vote Loki button on, which is pulled straight from a comic book called Vote Loki, where he's trying to become the president of the United mm-hmm. States, and he's fighting somebody. and looks like a what a, a like an outlet mall or something. Yeah, it looked like a it looked like a it looked like a Walking Dead set, you know, yeah. just like a, a an apocalyptic. Uh, supermarket yeah and then mm-hmm. now there's there's a lot of um debate on this one but it looks like possibly a shot of black widow in this yeah trailer. right i was trying to figure out what that was is he 
is he I don't know is there some sort of weird we, time stream split or something where he's talking to a dead black widow or cuz she's in some sort of location right it's yeah. like some sort of spatial looking I don't it's know. purple and there's like a liquid it looks like an outlet from like some sort of like sewage or like release off of, of a factory but some people are also saying it's not her it's some blonde girl who's another actress and the lights making her look red so we don't know what this is yet but I will tell you this show raises more questions than answers and I love it. Tom Hiddleston is My, eating it up this whole time. Yeah. I love the tone of it, right? Because it kind of starts off cheeky of him escaping from kind of a zany incident that happened in Endgame. But then you get kind of like this narration of just like, oh, this is like a, yeah. uh, a thriller and they're going through time and, you know, you don't know what's happening. So, well, it, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm down for this, man. I'm yeah. so excited. Well, Owen Wilson calls him out. He's like, he's like, he's like, you love to talk. He's like, no, I don't. He's like, well, you're a liar. And you just lied because you do love to talk. And I was like, oh, this is this this banter is this gonna be on point throughout this whole show. So I'm very excited to see this. They have given a May twenty twenty one release date, so right after Falcon and Winter Soldier wraps up, we're gonna go right into Loki. So um I love it. I love it, I love it. The next show on the list with another two minute trailer, Mike. God, they just love giving us these trailers, is the what if show. And uh, we get to see the animated series featuring iconic MCU voice actors, uh, mm. including um, Yondu, um, Michael Rooker revoicing Yondu. I believe Haley Atwell was possibly doing um, Captain yeah, Britain. Yeah, that's, that's, so, that's supposed to be Haley yeah, Atwell. Yeah, um, but, you know, uh, and obviously, uh, I don't know if it's Chadwick Boseman who does the, the Black panther who's now star sounded just like him right yeah. i mean it's either an amazing impersonation or they're using they if it wasn't supposed to be him originally maybe they're using clips from the black panther yeah. depending on how much he's supposed to talk but i think it is him this yeah. could be the final you know outing of him as the yeah. character but man talking about voices jeffrey right yeah he sounds so good as the watcher right i mean he just really sets the stage it almost kind of like obviously the crypt keeper has a totally different voice but the fact that he's kind of setting up these stories with that voice like i oh man well, i love it what was cool with this is um it really highlighted two episodes right the um the the black panther as star lord and the um captain britain uh scenes right but then there's also like we got to see a sample of the marvel zombies looks like doctor strange is fighting a shadow version of himself along the way um what else did we see? I mean, the, there was the iconic Iron Man 2 donut scene with Iron Man animated. And it's very, <laughs> yeah. it's like cell shading, would you say, animated style a little yeah, bit? Yeah, it's kind of, yeah, it's this, uh, yeah, it's this uh, cell shading kind of look to it, which originally when I first saw like the very first brief like screenshots of this like a year or two ago, I wasn't too jazzed about. But seeing it animated, it does look a little bit more premium. It does look like they had a little bit more time to spend on like the lighting and the sets um, and the shots. So it does look a little bit more premium than something that you just might see on like Disney XD, like on the weekend or yeah. something like that. So that made me happy. Yeah. And then, I mean, I, I, I will love, I love the zombie captain, uh, uh, captain America throwing the shield and then Bucky immediately spinning it and throwing it back. I want to see how this Marvel mm -hmm. zombies plays out in this. And I, the, the best part about these, what ifs is, you know, is this related to the Loki shows? My question, like if he's going through a bunch of what if timelines, are we going to get like a live action watcher at the end of Loki that kicks off the show? Well, also, what's the delineation in the MCU between different time streams and different multiverses, yeah. right? Because if we're talking about different realities and different uh, concepts, 
you know, if, if, if time is strictly just about different outcomes, right. You know, um, I could see possibly where a zombie outcome could happen. Maybe there's like some sort of virus being transported and if, they, if a butterfly flaps at wings, the, the truck falls over and there's zombies now. Right. But a multiverse we're going to talk about here in a little bit comes with different actors and different humans becoming yeah. Spider-Man. Right. Well, so I, I, at some point in time, I'm sure they'll find a way to explain the, that. The to comic us. books treat those both the same way. So I don't think you have to worry about it. like, you know, this, this universe, something happened in the forties that made someone else get in the 2000s get bitten by a spider or you know there's a small variation the the marvel zombies comic book universe is based actually on um a zombified superhero landing on earth and then taking over um from there so uh i i think i think we probably won't have to worry about too hard but this is a summer 2021 release so right after loki ends we go right into what if and i could not be more excited for this the show and um, back to back to back i mean it sounds like there'll be a little bit of a gap uh possibly between wandavision and falcon i don't know if those i think, line I think up there are actually eight episodes so it'd be right on it oh man so who man chris once january hits i mean we're not stopping there's gonna be something ever but this mando this friday this disney plus friday train doesn't look like it's stopping yeah, exactly sign me up i mean we got a couple breaks they gave us a couple weeks here just to get catch our breath before we we jump back in um, mm-hmm. The last clip we saw, surprisingly, Miss Marvel. They're filming right mm-hmm. now. Um, we got a sizzle reel from the upcoming show showcasing actress uh, Iman Vellani, um, but she didn't really give us any of her powers yet, right? They're early filming, so we can see a lot of in- inspired Captain Marvel shots, like outfits yeah. and, and stuff. Even- yeah, we did... We got a little bit of an explanation behind that um, that set photo we saw of her and that kind of weird kind of uh, patent leather Captain Marvel outfit with the fake mohawk. The Halloween and it costume. Looks like she, it looks like yeah, she buys it from a store. Yep, and the, the, she, her shirt actually has Valkyrie and Captain Marvel on it in another shot later. So um, there's no release date for this, but honestly, out of all the shows, this one and the next one we'll talk about seem to be coming up right after. So I assume after What If... We're either going to be getting Miss Marvel or or Hawkeye, but I mean, I think I mean the fact they're giving us footage feels like this is first, right? Like, yeah. But it could also require I mean, some more CG. Yeah, and I mean, there's not even that's not even the the last bit of uh, Miss Marvel slash Captain Marvel news that we have on the show today. Yeah, man, it, it's, it's 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 a kicker. I think what's interesting a lot of the the, the stills and stuff from the, the video show. How are they going to tie the Inhumans universe into this? Right, like. You know, they, 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 there's supposedly yeah. a leak about, you know, Maximus the Mad. Mm-hmm. Is, are we going to get Black Bolt? Are we going to get the Royal Inhumans? Are they going to do street level Inhumans? How do they get their powers? I don't know. I want to know. I want an mm-hmm. MCU version of Black Bolt. I don't want the TV version of Black Bolt. <laughs> Give me a real one. Yeah, I feel like the Eternals might end up explaining a little bit yeah. of this. I, I, I don't, I really, I don't think so, but we'll see. I'm, we'll, we'll, we'll knock on wood. Um, because we may get Miss Marvel before that, and that'd be, that'd be wild. But the other flip side of that is uh, we, we they started dropping into the other shows. Miss uh, Hawkeye's filming right now. We've talked about it right last week, mm-hmm. week before. Um, Kevin Feige's like to confirm the rumors, <laughs> and he says this multiple times about this. Uh, Haley Steinfeld is in the role of Kate Bishop. It's like, dude, we got pictures of her in the fucking yeah. suit on the street. We know it's her. Yeah, and that's fine. Whatever. So there's a. I can't find it, but they they showed her in action in the outfit, which we've already seen before. Mm-hmm. So uh, we don't have to look at that. Uh, they didn't really give a release date, but, you know, it seems to, you know, he's just out there confirming stuff now, right? He's like, look, you may have seen some tabloids, 
this is the truth. So that's that's mm-hmm. good to know. So good good for Hawkeye. Set, setting the record straight. That's right. The other record he's setting straight is um, She-Hulk, Tatiana Maslany will be Jennifer Walters, a.k.a. She-Hulk. Yeah, that was great. There's a brief moment in time. There's like a second there before he said who the actress was going to be. And I was just like, oh, is it? Is uh, they it knew what they were doing with that, too. They were like, ah, <laughs> son of a bitch. And you know what? That wasn't even the biggest news of She-Hulk. I will tell mm-hmm. you this next bit rocked me a little bit mike I, my jaw <laughs> dropped a little bit do you remember a little ditty called the incredible hulk in 2008 <laughs> oh yeah back in the day when the mcu was at his infancy like three months after iron man they came out with this two or three months actually uh tim roth will return as abomination in this she hulk tv series yeah, man, I I'm almost thinking like if she's like is she supposed to be like a lawyer? Is like is she going to be like defending abomination? Well, like is he in a fancy jail cell? What's going well, on? Well, he if we take what we heard um from from Agent Shield, he's technically like kind of on ice in a high facility prison. We don't know if that's true, but by the time She-Hulk comes out, if it's after the blip, Abomination will have been in jail for 15 years. So mm-hmm. maybe it's post blip world. What does it look like? I mean, what happens if Abomination isn't blipped, but all of the security guards around him were blipped, yeah. or just the right amount of them in order for him to get out? Right? Will Will he Will she be arguing for him or against him in the court of law? Yeah, or maybe I mean maybe that the legal proceedings don't even come up for Abomination because, uh, like we have here, they did say don't be surprised if you see other characters. Mm-hmm pop up in this show now whether it's daredevil or not everybody's going on this is actually one thing that we haven't talked about on the show chris for the last couple weeks because it's been floating out around there forever um and now it's finally coming to a head with the contract is of what's going on with daredevil what's happening with charlie cox and his universe and his characters who's going to revive it who's going to bring it back what's happening i think there's even a rumor that possibly he might be showing up in the spider-man movie i I don't know what i don't know what's happening but i have a strong feeling that charlie cox's daredevil is done right i think he could possibly pop up as a cameo but i feel like if they're gonna reboot daredevil they're gonna i'm not i don't want to say do it right because they did a really good job over on netflix but like why would you tie yourself to this legacy of netflix shows right that's like done and over Mm -hmm. with i feel like they'd rather recast the character in like a premium disney plus series and you know so Basically, that's going around to it would be interesting because he's also a legal person, but it seems like they're they're teeing up their own legal mind here with Tatiana. Right. And well, they could bring him in as another lawyer. But I again, I don't think if they do Charlie Cox, we don't need the version where the, the building fell on him in the defenders and killed him, but he didn't die because there's dragon bones under New York. Right. Like no one wants that history of of that. I mean, Daredevil's fine. Great. Uh, but like he is too intrinsically tied to the disaster that was the defenders to mm-hmm. be brought forward. Um, yeah. But maybe abomination will be freed because if she becomes she Hulk, because she has Hulk DNA, maybe like, well, maybe the abomination shouldn't be under trial because he has Hulk DNA too. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Mark Ruffalo is coming back as the Hulk. I don't think that's really a surprise, but the, the Tim Roth one definitely was. We will now get to see yeah. that Hulk and this, that abomination and this new Hulk interact for once. Yeah, that's what I was curious about, right? Or is somebody going to make a one-hand comment of just like, oh, you don't look like you used yeah. to back in the day? Um, one one big important thing to pull out of this is Kevin Feige said that this story is going to follow what happens. How does this – how does she – how is she taken seriously in the world of law when she's like eight foot tall and green? Yeah. So I think that answers a question that we had is, is she going to be a transforming Hulk or is she going to be permanently green? Right. Yeah. So I like the idea that she might be permanently green because 
That's how you make your show premium, right? I mean, obviously the easiest way to save money is to make it a transformation, right? And you have her most of the time as a human. But I mean, Disney has the money to make well, multiple episodes where you're a CG creature the entire time, right? And if they, they he did mention specifically, and we'll talk about this later, that these characters will be making the jump to movies. Um, make, oh, yeah, I forgot so about that. So making her, they did a whole movie, right, with the Hulk being green in the Hulk and voiced by mm-hmm. Mark Ruffalo. So they have this technology down to an art. Let's they're going to run with it. So I agree. They're, yeah. they're going to make her green they're, and she's going to be six and a half. Was it six and a half or seven feet tall or something like that? So uh, I'm very, very excited to see what they do with this. And I think this one's the one written by the um, Rick and Morty writers. So, uh, yes, I think so. Yeah, I believe so. Um, that or Moon Knight one of the two. But Moon Knight, pretty much, we got a little dabble on it. Uh, no confirmation of uh, Oscar Isaac, but they did reconfirm the series is still coming forward. And that, mm-hmm. that's fine. I'm, sh- I'm sure we're going to get more announcements on this later. Uh, it'll probably yeah. tie into another movie that also did not have any other announcements. Um, yeah, I think I think they basically just said, like, Egyptology, Egyptology. There's going to be Egypt stuffed in this. And I was like, okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the moon god, Khonshu. Uh, so, whatever. All right, let's buckle in. All right, this is the new stuff. This is stuff <laughs> I've been talking about this one for a while, and they finally mm-hmm. brought it to the front. A secret invasion series, Mike. Um, led by Nick Fury, Samuel L. Jackson himself, and Talos, the scroll, played by Ben Mendelsohn and Captain Marvel mm-hmm. and Spider-Man. And the series will follow them as they uncover evil scrolls who have infiltrated the world and what, what they're doing day-to-day yeah wow i mean come on what what a way to do secret invasion that nobody ever expected right you know in the comics it's all about the scrolls coming down impersonating humans taking over the avengers for x number of years or months or weeks the the person you thought was a hero is actually a scroll and now they're just like nah we're changing all of this but this all sounds great right yeah we get nick how how do we get nick fury again right like where do we last see him with the scrolls in space and now he He's hanging out with scrolls, looking for bad scrolls. I mean, yeah. Who who would have guessed that that after credit scene wasn't for a movie, right? Yeah. It was for a series. It, I wasn't expecting that. Exactly. And this is really kind of Nick Fury's goal, right? Like when he was in Shield, he was looking for Hydra infiltrators. So he's doing mm-hmm. the same thing with scrolls. So the like, he set up perfect. Re- for this. He'd, he'd be really good at Among Us, right? Yeah. <laughs> he'd be good at sussing people. Oh out. yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, I saw that guy vent. Um, <laughs> but I mean, this this the show. I mean, getting the talent of of Samuel L. Jackson back in this um fantastic uh ben mendelson was great as talos as a scroll you know turning the scroll genre on his head with captain marvel love it i'm very excited for this show um they give us a very rough logo from the comic books i don't think it'll stand but like i want to see where the series goes and the implications it has on the marvel universe Mm -hmm. as a whole again crank the dial up one more time iron heart this series confirmed and they've even cast the main character of Riri Williams with actress Dominique Thorne, a newcomer. Um, oh my gosh. This was the era, right? A few, I, I want to say a few months ago, but yeah. I can't keep track of the timeline anymore. But this was what, the beginning of the year? Earlier this year. The end of year. last yeah. year when everything was getting confirmed and we we're just like, okay, hold on. Pump the brakes. Uh, it feels like everything's getting greenlit now, even though it's all just uh, rumored. Nothing's been confirmed. And this was one of them. We talked about yeah. this and we were just like, is it possible? Sure, it's possible. But like it, the, everything's getting greenlit right now. We can't separate the wheat from the chaff. Yeah. So now they have separated it for us. And it makes total sense, right? I mean, the, the aesthetic of Iron Man, a suit of armor, if you will, 
it makes a lot of sense. Um, so you got to put that back on screen because that character is finally done. Uh, I think that I, I mean, my, my opinion still holds true from the last time we talked about this is how do you differentiate this kind of character and this storyline mm. from kind of what we've kind of briefly dabbled with with Peter Parker of Iron Man was kind of his mentor you know we've already seen like a supercharged suit on Spider-Man he's dealing with the loss of this so uh, yeah I'm curious what new direction they take with uh, so, Riri Williams and how is she so smart that she can build armor on her own you know a lot of a lot of things that they can explore so I just hope that they separate it a little bit from the story we've already treaded with well Peter. so you you just you just explained it right there so the the difference is Peter is handed the suit right in the, in the stuff from mm-hmm. Tony Riri Williams from what they've explained is not getting handed this stuff she um, as, as Kevin said she has the most advanced suit of armor since Iron Man. So um, I, I don't think we're going to get um, Robert Downey Jr. as a hologram mentor of her, like we saw in the comic book version of Riri Williams. I think it's going to be her story and how she's dealing with possibly um, uh, what ties into this next, I guess, bit, this next series a little bit more. So uh, Iron Heart's coming out. I think it's going to tie directly into Armor Wars, the series, Mike. I did not. This one's fucking blowing Ooh, me away. Yeah. I kind of forgot about Don Cheadle for a moment yeah. there, right? And they were just like, they showed me this logo of Iron Wars. I'm just like, wait, what? What's happening here? And then I see John Don Cheadle's face like a fade in on the right-hand side. And I was just like, oh, so War Machine. <laughs> exactly. So Don Cheadle is returning as uh, James Rhodes' War Machine for Armor Wars. And this is, he says... Tony Stark's worst fear coming true. What happens when his tech falls in the wrong hands? I imagine mm-hmm. Ironheart will tie into this very tightly. People want her armor. They want to become, you know, the next Iron Man. They want to be that person. They're going to go after her. Armor Wars will tie into her. Like, you know, they're coming for Iron Man tech. Don Cheadle's got to fight it, but who's he going to get help from? Ironheart, the next person with mm-hmm. the big suit. Um, I'm calling for a return of Justin Hammer. From Iron Man 2, right? He, yes, come on. Uh, played by, um, gosh, I just lost it. Um, you have to look this up for me, Mike. But like, he has also been in prison for 13 years, if you do the math between Iron Man 2 and the blip. So, yeah, Sam, Sam Rockwell. Sam Rockwell yeah, loved, loved his performance in that uh, wholeheartedly. Mm-hmm. So bring in Justin Hammer. Give him a redemption from the, the mediocrity that is Iron Man 2. And, and let him be a part of the Armor Wars now. So... I'm on board with this. I mean, I, I don't know about you, but this is the one that this one surprised me quite a bit. Yeah, I mean, it's just like how do you how do you even digest it? I think you floated the idea of possibly recording this episode right after Thursday, yeah. and I was just like, Chris, I can't even see straight. I I don't even know how I'm going to turn the microphone on. Yeah, exactly. So that one that one's that one's going to be a huge question mark. Would love it. It's going to be great. Fun announcements incoming Mike the last two series we're going to talk about kind of tie in together a little bit the first one is the Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special wow this was this was the moment where I was uh texting the group chat what is even happening yeah. right now it was just I was in it was so this funny. doesn't feel <laughs> like a real thing uh, but it sounds like it's not maybe a long-term series but more like a one-off episode right um possibly a two-parter it will be written and directed by James Gunn and will be filmed during the productions of Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 and mm-hmm. release holiday 2022 for us. 
I mean, this seems like something that James Gunn wanted to do, right? This doesn't seem like something he was tasked to finish. He must have a love. He must yeah. have grown up with a lot of holiday specials and is just like, I want to make one. I'm James Gunn. I can make whatever I want. Uh, everybody keeps everybody keeps he, giving me money for my ideas. So <laughs> He specifically uh, said that this was his idea um, on Twitter mm-hmm. afterwards and that he has an unironic love for the Star Wars holiday special because that's what he watched growing up as well. Mm-hmm. So I don't think it'll be as bad uh, or, or, or that, <laughs> but I can see him having some fun with some of the, the Christmas, not Christmas holiday tropes and, and stuff in space, right? Like how do they handle that out in the world? Um, not mm-hmm. on earth. Uh, and hopefully possibly Thor could be in this depending on his status. Uh, Thor, uh, Love and Thun- Thor Love and Thunder. I bet this is, I bet this is all about Peter Quill trying to describe Christmas and the holidays yeah. to all of these aliens. And they're just like, you know, I can just totally imagine yeah. like Drax just like not understanding and just like, you know, trying to eat things that are yeah. decorations. And then well, Groot is know, a tree. Baby Groot. <laughs> yeah. He's a tree. Are they going to decorate him? <laughs> yeah. yeah. He's also teen Groot or older by this point. So um, yeah, mm-hmm. make, make him the, the Christmas tree. Speaking of tree, I am Groot is his own series based on Baby Groot and a series of shorts for Disney Plus. Now it said it will feature several new and unusual characters in the life of a Baby Groot, but there's absolutely no word on if this is CGI, animated, or live action like mix. Yeah, that that one. I, when I saw this, uh, I w- I was like, okay, I, this probably isn't going to be canon, or this probably isn't going to be uh, connecting itself to the MCU uh, too strongly. But I was just like, it's it's Disney Plus. You're going to see well, baby content, right? I mean, Baby Yoda's flying off the shelves. Baby Groot was there first. He was the OG baby mm-hmm. over there at Disney. So. Well, so what's cool or interesting about this is that Baby Groot technically no longer exists. Uh, he, he's involved yeah, in the team group. So is this like a, this could be a f- bunch of flashbacks in between guardians one and two or right after mm-hmm. guardians two. Um, and still be fine. Like, yeah, this is what he was getting up to in the five years between guardians two. And we saw them in infinity war. So, uh, I think that's fine. I think this is, I think it's a really fun idea. And if they do it animated even better, if they do a live action mix, even cooler, they've got the model, right? They, they put mm-hmm. them in the movie, uh, a while ago. So, um, that's our Marvel shows uh, that have been announced and, and, and laid on us like there's no tomorrow. But now, let's get into some more of the meat. All right, we had one cut of mm-hmm. light meat. This is the dark meat here. Okay, let's get into this. Black Widow, really nothing to announce here, to be honest. Uh, still on track yeah. <laughs> for May 21 release. They did not say premium access yet. I, I Like I said earlier, I think the premium access stuff is going to be on a per-case basis. They'll announce yeah, the next they- one as they, they move along. Yeah, they made a point to say that we are going to be flexible and responsive to the special time that we're in. So they're yeah, they're not making any any concrete statements like HBO Max was. Yeah, and and that may be disappointing to some, but again, May is a whole. Who knows what May I mean, looks like. Chris, I mean, all you have to do, it, it's, first of all, I want to say it's smart. HBO Max, uh, it's great. I love that they're making this decision. I don't have to worry about going to the theater and uh, and getting sick and I can be safe and I can watch all of this premium stuff at home, right? But if you are if you were on our show notes, you can go on over to SuperheroSlate.com to just look at all this news. I mean, look at all of this movie stuff that we're about to talk about now, right? Yeah. 2022, 2023, all of this stuff that could possibly get third or fourth films. Like, they are looking 
and planning so far beyond the pandemic, right? Yeah. Like, why would they ever put a stake in the ground saying, yes, movie theaters are dead. You're going to watch everything on Disney+. Plus." It's just like, you just kind of forget sometimes the scale at which Disney's working. So, yeah. Well, I don't think I don't think HBO Max says theater's dead. I think HBO Max says, you know, we're going to make the best of both yeah, worlds. But that was, kind of, that was kind of the narrative that was floating around from other people out there. So it's just like, yeah. just look at these show notes. I mean, this is so far beyond well, it, June 2020. Well, HBO Max also didn't announce any new content. They just said, here's what we have. Here's when you're Mm going to get it. Disney says, to hell with it. Here's what we're making for you. We're not slowing (laughs) down. Production is ramping up. We're building more volumes. We're doing more movies. We're doing more TV shows. You like Star Wars? Fuck it. Here's all your Star Wars. You know, (laughs) it's good Star Wars. Dave Filoni's attached to everything. So uh, I love it. But in Black Widow, we have no news yet. I apologize. But that was the first thing they kind (laughs) of said. They're going to put it out in May. The next thing was, uh, I'm going to do these chronologically in release, Shang-Chi, or Shang-Chi and Legends of the Ten Rings, as Kevin Feige pronounced it. I'm going to try to fix myself going forward. Yeah, I wasn't sure. I was like, is Kevin Feige? I mean, I suppose out of all people, he would be pronouncing it right. But yeah, I yeah. guess we were saying it wrong. Yeah, <laughs> so, well, I mean, all, all we've ever had was the comic books to go off of. Um, so, Legend of the Ten Rings, they gave us a list of the full cast characters here. Uh, again, Simu Liu is Shang-Chi. Uh, the biggest thing announcement out of here is... Uh, um, the character Razor Fist from the comic books. So he's a very large character who is known for martial arts. So that martial arts tournament is looking to be what this is based on. Uh, and I would not be lying if I didn't say this was the third time Aquafina was brought up during this Disney presentation. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm also laughing because I just Googled Razor Fist and it's literally a dude uh, slice slice off a dude's arms at the forearms and put just two exacto knives on the end of it. I mean, I don't know if this is how he's going to look in the movie, but he's just kind of funny to look at. He's just got these stumps with the blades at the end. He looks like a Suicide Squad character. Uh, James Gunn's like Suicide Squad, if I had to guess. Yeah. This is fun. Yeah, he's, he's <laughs> probably going to have like, uh, my guess is something along the lines of Alita Battle Angel arms where they're like, Here's your arm and surprise switchblade knife underneath it kind of thing. But, but I'm excited. <laughs> spot yeah, bonus. I'm excited to see where that is. That was like the biggest announcement. And you know, that movie's still coming out July 9th, 2021. Didn't didn't change it at all. Uh there was not I'm not gonna put it in the notes here, but there's nothing on Eternals either. Like except here's the mm-hmm. cast. Yeah, we know who the cast is. Yeah. You're fine. Shocking. We would have thought we would have seen something from that since it was supposed yeah. to be out already. Yeah, absolutely dried up for that. Um the biggest thing after that was Spider Man three, which is coming out in mm-hmm. in this. So we're gonna mix a couple notes here. So the first thing is Kevin Veige stated that this will tie directly into Doctor Strange in the multiverse of madness. Awesome. Yes. I mean, we I mean, theory has been this that, is Spider-Verse, but Multiverse of Spider-Man, perfectly fine with us. Yeah, I mean, that's, I mean, it makes me wonder if this is supposed to come out after the Multiverse of Madness, like... It's uh, before. It, I, I, uh, Spider-Man is before Doctor Strange? Yeah, the list, look at the list there. December 17th, 2021 for Spider-Man, March 25th, 2022 for Doctor Strange. Yeah, so I guess the Multiverse starts ripping... A little bit, maybe yeah. in Spider-Man's movie. I think it starts releasing ripping, a couple Spider-Man. I think it starts <laughs> ripping in Wandavision. Oh, and then it rips a little bit in Spider-Man. Yeah. And Doctor Strange is like, "All right, here I yep. am. I'm the Doctor. Let me fix the rip and." I'm going to sew it up with my <laughs> my needle hands here. Um, yeah, so I, I think so. Here's my theory on this: is Sony owns Spider-Man still, right? Marvel owns it. If they mm-hmm. do a multiverse, they could technically have different Spider-Man multiverses and tell all their stories in those without having to tie into Marvel's universe. 
Uh, I think this is a way to have Marvel have their Spider-Man and Sony have theirs without them crossing over and saying, well, it's the multiverse. We introduce it in Spider-Man 3. Um, whether that works or not, we'll see. we got a whole year to figure this out. Exactly one year, yeah. uh, to be exact. But the biggest news not tied to this presentation is Alfred Molina returning as Dr. Octopus in this movie. Yes. So this is this is a little confusing because when I first heard of it, I started thinking about the timeline in Spider-Man 2, right? Mm-hmm. Really, uh, Doc Ock does not exist very long within the Sam Raimi movies, right? What is he, the bad version of Doc Ock maybe exists for a couple days? I think it's a couple weeks. I think it's a couple weeks because in that movie, Parker gives up his uh, Spider-Man powers um, Mm -hmm. and there's like a a montage of him not being Spider-Man for a couple weeks. Yeah, and it's like a Doc Ock, as for all we know, dies at the end of the movie because he floats to the bottom of the ocean with this uh, fusion, fission reactor, whatever you want to call it. So I think, I mean, you could bring him back. You could technically say he didn't die down there. But it seems like what I'm trying to get at here is if these characters are being plucked from their movies and thrusted into Tom Holland's universe, uh, it seems like it could happen mid movie. So I'm saying we could have this unique moment where like, uh, we actually see a little bit of Spider-Man two, the film inside of our Spider-Man Tom Holland movie. And maybe it could be like a, maybe it could be like a new shot. Maybe they could be using some sort of archival footage. So I'm just thinking like, I'm thinking of that, uh, that shot where like Spider-Man and Doc Ock are fighting on the side of the building. Right. And that, you know, he's swinging up and down. Are they just going to be ripped right from the side of that building and then dropped into uh, the other version of New York? I I assume whatever they do, they'll do it right. The problem with this bit of news is now uh, every other article in the world is like, well, guess who's coming back? Gwen Stacy's. (laughs) coming back from amazing spider-man i'm like two i'm like well she died um well they're gonna grab her yeah well exactly so like before her next dead characters could come in (laughs) i believe they're flash cameos like a scene two scenes at most that's it but like after all these announcements what's real and what's not none of these are actually coming from news articles sometimes like um the gwen stacy one and this one's like coming from like what murphy's multiverse or something like that announcement i'm like how legit are you like are you just Sane people now? I, I I don't know. So I would like to see a very awesome Sinister Six. I'd like this movie to be successful. I believe John Watts uh, has something special on his hands here, Mike, and we'll talk about why later. Um, because they would not give him this much work and then um, something else yeah. if he wasn't doing I mean, it right. I mean, obviously, the, the normal trend of uh, trailers and stuff getting released has all changed, but this movie is a year away, almost exactly a year away, right? So, I mean, we're, we got to be seeing a, tra- a teaser trailer we, uh, I, soon, I would, right? I disagree. We've not seen a lick of Eternals, and it's newer, and it's sooner than this. Well, yeah, I, you know, due to the but it's already well, but it's already filmed though. That's that's the thing though. If it, if if, if Spider Man's in production, if Eternals hadn't already planned to be out by now and is done and wrapped, I'd I'd agree normally. But like, tease us with maybe, Eternals. Maybe, tease us. Maybe the maybe the first trailer for Eternals is contractually connected to some sort of like late night uh, announcement or something. I don't know. Maybe uh, but, maybe it's on a Black Widow somewhere. Yeah. Well, either way, Spider-Man 3 shaping up to be a huge pivotal movie in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. So mm-hmm. uh, we're going to knock on wood for that. Um, the next movie, Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness, coming out March mm-hmm. 25th, 22nd. Do you realize Spider-Man has had three movies in the time Doctor Strange has had none? 
<laughs> like he's only had one. So I, I think that's just interesting. I want to point that out. However, there's confirmation of Scarlet Witch played by Elizabeth Olsen will return in this film coming from WandaVision, mm-hmm. right? Also returning is Rachel McAdams and Chiwetel Ejiofor as a Baron Mordo. Great. I'm going to butcher the shit out of this name. Um, Zochitl Gomez is going to debut as the character America Chavez. This is probably the biggest. I mean, yeah, I mean that's the that's the best pronunciation that uh, that I could make. Yeah. So I'll give you a pat on the back for that. So one, do you realize what the importance of America Chavez is? Uh, no, I don't. Okay, she goes by the character Miss America in the comic books. Um, uh, wasn't she in that animated uh, movie that had Ghost Spider that um, Chloe Bennett voiced? Yeah, she she's one of um, the characters in the um, the Heroes Rising or whatever it is. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's so, but her powers yeah. and ability she has like other than superhuman strength and flight, she's able to kick open star shaped holes in reality allowing people to travel through multiverse and other realities. So she's essentially a gateway in between multiple realities. Wow. I mean, I guess they're, they're really bringing, they're really bringing that forward. I, cause I kind of always assumed with the, when this multiverse stuff popped up that at some point in time, somebody was going to fix it all right. Mm-hmm. You know, they were going to, they were going to wrap it up and stop all that craziness from happening. But if they're going to introduce a character that has that ability, you know, it sounds like moving forward, phased five, six, seven, whatever phases end up being in the future, maybe multiverse travel is always going to be available. Yeah. So she is very, very easily accessible to do so. I believe, um, I, I, my guess is Dr. Strange will find her in another universe and use her to kind of maybe traverse these if he wants to patch up the current universe. I don't know, but they're, they're pitching this, you know, March 25th, 2022. Oh, also confirmed directed by Sam Raimi. This is the first time we've actually heard that out of Marvel's mouth. Um, oh, that great. this is Sam Raimi. So, um, as much as we want to tie him to Spider-Man, we can't, we're tying him to Dr. Strange. Uh, <laughs> but Spider-Man might possibly, I mean, they didn't confirm Spider-Man showing up in Dr. Strange, but I mean, it doesn't sound like it's necessarily a one-way street over there. So maybe we'll see uh, yeah. Tom Holland pop up. And I, in I also expect maybe seeing Dr. Strange in Spider-Man three when they're talking about multiverses. So I expect those tying in very, very closely together. Next on the list, Thor Love and Thunder. Mike, I'm gonna, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna, I call this. I called this so hard <laughs> so long ago. Christian Bale is in this movie and he's playing Gore the God Butcher um, in this. Whether it's voice capture, act, real life, um, I guess motion capture, I don't know. But he's gonna be playing this character who is out to create the God Bomb and kill all quote unquote deities in the universe. Uh, which is awesome. So that's yeah. Gore, Gore kind of looks like Voldemort a little bit, right? Yeah. It, <laughs> so I, I, I suppose if um, was it Ray Fines? Yeah, that, is that who yes. uh, Voldemort was? I mean, if they can, if they can, if they can Photoshop his nose. I guess they can always Photoshop uh, Christian Bale's nose. Yeah, his 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 alien look is very very silvery as well. Uh, very very silver mm-hmm. body. Um, but but Gore's Gore was one of my favorite characters out of Jason Aaron's Thor run. So I think it's cool. He also uses the Necro Sword, which is actually. Um, a part of a symbiote sword, which is cool. So you can see like the black symbiote lines up like his body. So uh, mm-hmm. they could tie that in if they really felt like it, but they don't have to. Uh, Jamie Alexander will return as the character Sif in this as well. We'll finally figure out where she's been through the last couple mm-hmm. of Thor things. Well, she's been busy on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. for that one or two episodes. The one episode <laughs> in season two, maybe um, a yeah. long time ago. And then um, there did move some release dates around for Marvel. Uh, Thor is pushed uh, from... I think it was February or April to May 6, 2022, taking over that coveted May slot with Taika Waititi directing. Love it. 
a little bit of sad news here. Black Panther 2, they did talk about this. They did kind of mention some of their plans and, and you know, that they will not be recasting Chadwick Boseman in this role, Mike. We've, we've kind of reported mm-hmm. that. We knew that was going to be it. So Kevin Feige says the film will focus on other characters in Wakanda and their stories. So how do they get there? We don't know yet. Uh, a lot of people are pulling yeah, for it Shuri. Sounds like but, what they're yeah. Si- yeah, it sounds like what they're saying is maybe they're not going to be worrying so much about the mantle of Black Panther and focusing the film on one person. It could be more of an ensemble gig. Like, um, you know, I mean, ensemble gigs, Marvel does it best, right? You know, look at the Avengers, look at Guardians of the Galaxy, any any groups, uh, they can manage it pretty well. So maybe, I mean, maybe that's where they go, you know, maybe that is the best solution, right? You know, they said they're not going to recast, you know, are you worried about putting a different character in the mantle? What exactly is going on? So you just don't do any of that, right? You still have lots of other great stuff you can mine from this universe and story. So... Yeah, I, I mean, they're going to be filming this soon. What did yeah. they say? Filming is going to start early next year, yeah. like first quarter. I yeah, think? this has a release date. Uh, net, it was this was originally in the May slot. They pushed it to July eighth of twenty twenty two. They've got to have a script and story. They've got to have these actors ready to go. Right, like they're mm. they're not wasting any time. So it sounds like, um, oh, his name's Ryan something. The director, uh, no, Coogler. Ryan Coogler knows what he wants to do and how they're going to make this work and do it, you know, respectfully but still also maintain the marvel universe so Mm -hmm. i'm i'm excited to see what they do but not like excited like oh my gosh this is awesome but like hey you guys are creative let's see how how you do Mm -hmm. it and and do it right the last bit of news is a captain marvel 2 announcements it will feature captain marvel played by brie larson duh Mm-hmm. Miss Marvel, played by Iman Vellani, right out of her own TV show. Wow, 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 wow. Tayona Paris, <laughs> who plays Monica Rambeau in WandaVision, who we mentioned earlier as well. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, we kind of always assumed that that might be there, but but Miss Marvel, that there's there's it. That's your confirmation of a Disney Plus uh, starting character making it to the big screen, and that puts the timeline for Captain Marvel two post Endgame. We, we did mm-hmm. we thought they were going to do like a '90s, right, like a or 2000s. Mm-hmm. Nope. If they're pulling Miss Marvel, this is post in-game. This is now. This is the future of Marvel, not the past. So uh, mm-hmm. they'll be directed by director Nia DaCosta uh, and releasing November 11th, 2022. Do you realize every movie we just listed is the next two years? Within two yeah, years, I we mean, have watched every one of these movies and TV shows. I mean, <laughs> this almost feels like a little bit of a... Um of a outcome of the pandemic, right? Cause nothing happened this year. So everything got pushed. So we talked about that, about how we're going to be having lots of stuff in this kind of smaller window. So, I mean, it, this is what, this is like the marshmallow experiment, mm-hmm. right? Where if you don't eat this marshmallow for five minutes, we'll give you two. So it's just like, we haven't eaten any marshmallows this year. <laughs> right. So that's, a, I think that's the first year of four Marvel movies as well. Um, mm-hmm. So we went a whole year without one and now we're, we're, we're lining up for, um, for this year and for next year, or no, this year would be four Black Widow, Shang Chi, Eternals, and Spider Man. So yeah, two two years of four back to back. That's eight, and we're not even done talking movies. My, sit down, <laughs> don't get off this. You're we're gonna keep going. Blade, literally no news here uh, as well. Uh, pretty much just like it's still in the works. And there's announcements soon. Um, Mahershala Ali still attached to it. Great. This makes me think that Blade and Moon Knight are tied together because they deal with supernatural stuff. So oh, maybe. So I think they're going to get um, some works for whoever's in Moon Knight to be in Blade, vice versa. Maybe dial in some Ghost Rider stuff. I don't know. Like this is an mm. opportunity for the supernatural world of Marvel to take 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 precedent. 
they didn't really announce this, I think, directly, but later on, it was Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 is going to be um, releasing in 2023, so that's great. We don't have a date yet, but that'll be one of, probably the first movie out of there, right? Yeah. But we'll have the Christmas special, or holiday special, I don't remember what holiday it was called. Holiday special. Before, before Volume yeah, 3. Yeah, so... Uh, they'll be filming those at the same time. We'll have James Gunn off of his Peacemaker show and uh, the Suicide Squad and running. And now we're going to tie into the two funnest announcements of the day. Ant-Man and the Wasp Mania is the name of this other uh, next movie, right? Ant-Man 3 <laughs> confirmed seeing the return of Paul Rudd, Evangeline Lilly, Michael Douglas, and Michelle Pfeiffer from the end of uh, that. But also the confirmation of Jonathan Majors as Kang the Conqueror from Marvel itself, right? Jonathan Majors mm-hmm. in your show... Um, Lovecraft, Lovecraft Country, Country. Mm-hmm. and then Cassie Newton will be taking the role of Cassie Lang. Uh, she was not Cassie Lang in Infinity War. Uh, whenever uh, Paul Rudd woke up or came back from the quantum realm and went, mm-hmm. so they've recast that role. Uh, Catherine, I think she's in a new show recently, isn't she? Um, was it Freaky? I believe. Uh, I'm not familiar with Freaky, uh, but I believe. Yeah, so I, I don't. Yeah, I'd have to look her up. But she's still be taking Cassie Lang. So it looks like they're going to be using his an older version of his daughter as maybe the character stature, give her some shrinking or growing powers that she has in comic books. Was she in Detective Pikachu? Is that what I'm seeing here online when I'm looking her up? Uh, I'm going to have to do a Google with you. Uh, so did you think Detective? Yeah, she was. She was Lucy Stevens in Detective Pikachu. Oh, oh, and also I know her from Blockers. Um, that's a pretty good. That's a pretty funny movie. Okay, um, that has a uh, John Cena in it. Um, so yeah, she's she. I've seen her and stuff. She's good. yeah. I mean, I, I I just heard about this movie Freaky so so frequently lately. Like it's a Vince Vaughn. Oh, isn't it? Is isn't it like a Freaky Friday, but like with murder or something like that? I want to say. I, I don't know if it's but, Freaky Friday, but it is a it is a murder serial killer movie. Yes, but like it's but like freaky as in like freaky as in like body switch type deal yeah, I, like i think that's i, think I don't that's it's, it's it's a horror comedy and it had vince vaughn in it that's why i've seen it lately i was like okay mm-hmm. that's great good good for you guys good for vince vaughn out there doing stuff lastly fantastic four uh no no it's, need to bury it. it they have announced it officially that it, um they gave us a little little teaser of a logo that will change uh over time but that's fine they gave us a teaser they have signed on john watts of all three spider-man movies to be the director of this film, Mike. Uh, great, 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 great. Rip him out of the somewhat connected hands of Sony, right? Get him out of that Sony universe. Bring him on over to Fantastic Four in the MCU uh, in the full fold. He's come a long way from that clown movie, right? Wasn't it like a like a slasher movie about like a like a killer clown? He did that just before Spider Man. Talk about a what, talk about a sea what, change what, of your career. Well, he, right? he did that movie Cop Car, <laughs> like the the drama Cop Car as mm-hmm. well. Uh, I mean, I'll tell you the one thing. I mean, say what you will. I don't go to see a Spider-Man movie based on the director, right? Um, mm-hmm. I, I could tell you Mark Webb directed Amazing Spider-Man 1 2 only because his last name is Webb and he directed a Spider-Man <laughs> movie. Um, but like he, what John Watts has done with the new Spider-Man movies, um, it's just made a shit ton of money. Uh, right um, mm-hmm. for everybody involved, and actually made two really good Spider-Man movies uh, that that people enjoy. So, you know, he has worked his way up. I'm excited to see what he does in Spider-Man Three. But if he's dealing with multiverses, right? Fantastic Four can deal with multiverses as well. Uh, there's a Council mm-hmm. of Council of Reeds, which Rick and Morty stole and, and put in their show <laughs> um, for that. But also. What I want to see in this, Mike, is the character Mole Man as the villain. Save Doctor Doom. We don't need him out the gate. 
Give us the original <laughs> Fantastic Four number one villain, Mole Man, and th- those villains. Wouldn't that be fun? Yeah, I mean, I would love to see some sort of, you know, the one thing that's missing, right, from all of these announcements is an Avengers movie, right? Yeah. We always looked out for the Avengers movies announcement to let us know that this is the culmination, right? This is what all the movies and the phases are leading to. And they have uh, they have stated that they're kind of, you know, shifting a little bit. You're not necessarily going to be having like these necessarily these huge events anymore. They'll kind of culminate to maybe smaller events sooner and quicker, you know, which is great. I might look forward to that as well. But yeah, what's the big culmination for all of this stuff? And I would love the idea of maybe Doctor Doom taking a little bit longer to develop as well, right? He's kind of shady. Yeah. He's in the background. He's building. He's growing. He's getting larger. He's getting stronger. He's putting the pieces together. Maybe he sits down and has a chat with uh, Norman Osborn eventually, whenever that guy gets introduced. Maybe they form some sort of pact. Well, it's, it's a cabal, actually. It's taken right from a, a comic book where, where they were yeah, all together. Yeah, so... I mean, that could be really fun. Maybe we build to something like that. It's like, what's the one thing that could take on all these heroes is a couple villains actually working together. Cause that's one thing that we really haven't seen. Right. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, fantastic Four, great. It's finally announced. We can get that out there. And you know, it's what we always thought. Fantastic four was going to be happening before mutants. Yeah. Now they could maybe backdoor some mutants into these series, but more than likely, like you said at the top, it's probably going to be in humans first. Yeah. And if they even do X-Men, I mean, they could start with WandaVision. This is only two, three years worth of stuff, right? Like again, you mentioned no, no Avengers. That's fine. We take a year off. We're actually would be due for an Avengers movie in 2024, which they haven't even touched on here yet. So, mm-hmm. um, if this is the, the list of movies through 2023, we are in for a wonderful 2024 and beyond. So, uh, I'm, I'm excited to see all these in the next three years and see where Marvel goes because if you would have told me in 2010 even, hey, get ready for a Blade movie, a Guardians movie, an Ant-Man and Wasp third movie in Fantastic Four. A secret invasion yeah. for, with Samuel L. Jackson. I, I'd have been like, you're wrong. Yeah, there's no way. You're lying to me. So this is... This has been one hell of an episode with lots of news, lots of little tidbits. And again, again, what, what will you say? Every time they do one of these things, they extended our show for another three years. So we've been yeah, renewed. Exactly right. Um, <laughs> for that. So, Mike, anything else you'd like to add to this super long, extra long episode that covers all the fun stuff we, we learned this week. Wow. I mean, just what a, what a, I mean, we've been sit I've been sitting down in this chair in front of this microphone for like, what, three hours, three, now, I mean. three hours and 21 minutes, according to our Skype call. Yeah. I mean, wow. This is a, what, what a, what a Thursday. This all, this literally all almost came out of one single day. Uh, we almost talked about it as long as they talked about it over there at that investor call. So all I, all I have to say is, if you want to follow me, you can follow me at Mike Royer Design on Twitter and Instagram. That's the best place to see uh, my gingerbread house. If you forgot about that hours ago when I brought that up, you can check out my Invaders of Gingerbread House and my wife's uh, Rosebud Motel Gingerbread House over at Mike Royer Design on Instagram and Twitter. You can read my web comics at pickledcomics.com. Chris, if people want to catch up with you, see what you're doing, we're kind of dabbling around with maybe some video mm-hmm. content possibly coming up, maybe unrelated to Superhero Slate. But if people want to keep up with those updates, where can you can you. find me on Twitter, Valdan, V-A-L-D-A-N, or Instagram, Valdan87. I did pick up Cyberpunk this week, Mike. Um, I, I need to play it a little bit more. I'm working my way through it. But uh, also, uh, what was I talking about last week? Kate Bishop was added to Marvel's Avengers. So like, really, I'm going to be gaming mm-hmm. this this time. But like, I am so stoked about all the projects we've been talking about and, and mm-hmm. what we can do for that. So if, uh, if anyone has anything that they like that we do the most, let us know. Maybe we could, you know 
and what, what, what's the word I'm looking for here? In, and not enhance upon it, but like, you know, work on it. We're doing we're doing our own spinoffs. Yeah, here. yeah. <laughs> the the superheroes like connected universe is growing. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna move <laughs> into a series. These are these are our movies every week, and we're gonna move into a smaller series. Uh, Disney Plus, pick us up. You know you want us. Uh, we'll take your money. Uh, people want to know more about what uh, the shows we're doing, the reviews. Uh, we'll be in a couple of weeks doing a fan, or not a Fantastic Four, a Wonder Woman 1984 review. Uh, where can they find those at? Never has our domain name been so important, Chris. Visit SuperheroSlate.com. Look at this. Sh- look at these show notes, man. Look at all of the stuff that we ran down and talked about this week. I mean, this is just a nice itemized list. We got links to all of those trailers so you don't have to hunt them down. Uh, I love that you put stuff here in like chronological release order for some, some well, of these segments. Very, very helpful. You even updated our upcoming yes. releases page for all of this stuff, which is uh, invaluable right That's now. That's what I'm going to say. I, I I immediately sat down. I'm like, what do people want to know the most? What changed and what was added? And by God, I sat down on that, that upcoming release page. And I just started going to town, Mike. I was like, let's go. Let's <laughs> do this. Because um, that's the thing. You know, when I went looking for this news, I needed to find it in order. And where was it going to be? Right. So, um, mm. yeah, check out our upcoming release page. I worked really hard on that to make sure you guys could see what was yeah. up. Yeah. Thank you very much, Chris. And that's SuperheroSlate.com. Uh, whenever we're not hacked, somebody's like uh, been messing with our stuff the last couple of weeks, but yeah. I think we've I think we've fixed it and we've uh, solidified our security. So uh, uh, don't do that. You're on the naughty list. Santa's bringing you coal. Uh, but you can find us on Apple Podcasts, YouTube, Spotify, wherever else you love to listen to find podcasts like ours. Please like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter and Instagram, and you can get merch at SuperheroSlate.com slash store. Please reach out. Let us know. What did you think of all of this news? What are you the most excited for? What do you think is kind of meh? Well, where are you at? What's your barometer? Did you survive Thursday? I mean, wow. I mean, you just uh, blow your brains. This is like the brain blowing up emoji all over it. Like, I could just put that all over this, and maybe I will. Uh, (laughs) But if you want to be a super fan of the show, all you got to do is share the show with a friend, share the show with a buddy, social distance, and wear your mask until everything is vaccinated and we will be here every week folks and like chris said stay tuned we're gonna be talking about wonder woman here soon that's right we'll see you guys next week all right bye everybody thanks for listening and don't forget to subscribe you should have seen me i was like i'm gonna make some quick show notes yesterday two hours later i walk out